This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday. It is May 11th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the, in the news this morning, all passengers at the Philadelphia International Airport will be required to wear face coverings starting today. Beginning May 11th, all passengers, airport personnel, and all personnel of a tenant or a subcontractor are required to wear a face covering, which covers the individual's nose and mouth while on airport premises, except to the extent the passenger or employee is eating or drinking or is alone in the employee's office, the airport said Friday. Until now, only TSA workers were required to wear face masks at the airport. It was a rule that had the president of the Philadelphia's TSA union livid. Joseph uh, Shucker, president of the local 333, said members were upset passengers did not have to wear masks. Now, he says, for his employees' sake, he wishes airlines would only uh, let essential employees travel since he fears an increase in travelers as airlines try to make up for lost revenue. Passengers flying with United, Delta, and JetBlue must already wear masks, and then Spirit, American, Southwest, and Alaska Airlines are mandatory starting today, May 11th. Two things here, Kathy. Uh, it's good news for me because I just ordered my Bane face mask, oh, so good. that'll be cool when that comes. But I remember when I was flying in um, in February, uh, I was struck by how many people were traveling at that time with masks on. So it seems like a likely progression, right? With all the yeah. So well, there and there was some sort of confusion as to who was setting these rules at the airport and uh, or what guidelines they Cinnabon. had to follow whether it was state or uh, county or the, the FAA. So um, that's kind of why the, the union president got involved. So, uh, But they, they were able to get that in place. So if you are headed to the airport, you do have to wear a face mask. Rite Aid announced Friday that it is changing its coronavirus testing criteria at all testing sites to include adults who are not exhibiting any symptoms of the virus. This change is effective immediately at all testing sites, according to the news release. Patients are still required to provide government-issued identification, must be 18 years old, and need a pre-registered need to pre-register online in order to schedule a time slot for testing. All Rite Aid drive-up COVID-19 testing locations utilize self-swab nasal tests overseen by Rite Aid pharmacists. Testing takes place in the store's parking lot and individuals must remain in their vehicles from the time they arrive until they depart. The Rite Aid self-testing parking lot sites are open from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. seven days a week. Last week, the company announced that it was expanding testing efforts to 46 new testing location sites. The New Jersey Air National Guard will be flying over South Jersey Tuesday to honor health care workers. The 177th Fighter Wing and 108th Wing are set to fly over the region on May 12th. Never underestimate the value of a morale boost when in combat. I want to thank the New Jersey Air National Guard for its patriotic gesture and the flyover in support of our first responder cohorts as we continue to battle COVID-19, said General Jamal Beal, commander of the New Jersey National Guard and the commissioner of the New Jersey Department of Military and Veteran Affairs. The flight, which will begin at 11.20 a.m., will cover key COVID-19 COVID-19 locations across the state, which includes testing sites, state veteran homes, hospitals, and mortuary affairs. It will last approximately an hour, according to the map of the schedule that was released. All right, in sports this morning.
Despite the pandemic, Justin Gaethje and Tony Ferguson were able to have their UFC bout on Saturday night. The two fighters did not disappoint with Gaethje prevailing with a TKO finish at 3 minutes and 39 seconds of the fifth round in the main event of UFC 249 in Jacksonville, Florida. The victory earned Gaethje the UFC lightweight title, but he took the belt off after it was put around his waist by UFC president Dana White saying in an interview, I'll wait for the real one. It seems more and more likely that the French Open uh, tennis tournament at Roland Garros will be held without fans later this year, according to the president of the French Tennis Federation. The clay court tournament was initially going to be held May 24th to June 7th, but was postponed and rescheduled for later in September or early October. Organizers are considering the prospect it might need to be planned without fans present and could even start one week later. The PGA Tour's first rescheduled tournament is a month away, and the mayor of Fort Worth is confident the longtime Colonial Country Club tournament will proceed with the proper safety measures in place. In an interview yesterday, Betsy Price, the mayor, said that her staff and tournament officials have been in constant contact with the PGA Tour as plans for coronavirus testing have been put in place for the participants and workers at the Charles Schwab Challenge, which is scheduled for June 11th through the 14th. The event will be without spectators. The PGA Tour is expected to announce details this week about the restart to its season, which was shut down on March 12th after just one round of the Players' Championship. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. We're happy to be back. And I see here's a text from somebody who's been away for a little while. It says, uh, good morning to the morning crew. First Stay back to work. Hope all is well with you and your families. Also, glad to hear you got over the flu, Presbo. Yeah. <laughs> you have been gone for a while. <laughs> Welcome yeah. back. Welcome back. Uh, we have a lot of stuff to get to today and this week. So we have a new Word of the Week prize, and we have a physique round barbecue and fire pit kit from Landis Block to give away. Say what? Yeah, I'll have to look up That's exactly pretty cool. what that is. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome. It's, is you can see what it looks like on the contest page at WMMR.com. Wow. Uh, but we are going to be entering into, clearly, I've, I've already been, I barbecued yesterday. It's Did fantastic. Because yeah. it was a nice day, you yeah. know? Yeah. And we're going to be getting into the 80s this weekend, so finally mm. it's going to start feeling really, really nice. So that will come in handy in the very, very near future. Uh, we also have MMR's Rock Refund, the Last day. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. Two times with us, two times with Pierre. Then uh, Jackson's got a couple, and then Jackie Bam Bam will finish it all up. So let's make you one of the last winners. Yeah. All right, so we'll do it at 8 a.m. And we have two... Uh, people representing American Idol this morning are going to be on the program. Cool. Uh, number one, we are going to have Louis Knight, who, yes, has made it down to the final seven. Yeah. And he is moving forward. His family, very excited. Everybody, right? He's right down the street. Yeah. Just a couple of miles from where we are right what now. What a mind bar. Yeah. He needs your votes more than ever because next week is the finale. This Sunday coming up is so the that's finale. It. Whoa. Yeah. All right. So, so, I, so what, what I think happens is that our votes today will... Uh, determine the final two? I think it'll determine the final five. And then Sunday is going to be all live voting. So wow. what they'll do is they'll, they'll I think, do the initial performance. And then they'll do voting, right? And then they'll come back from commercial. Yeah, they and need- then they'll have the final three. Yeah, it's crazy. They usually don't do that. They're down to two people by the time they have that final show, yeah, right? Yeah, they, they've sort of tinkered, uh, you know, as, as the seasons have gone along. but and, and now, because of social media and texting and all that sort of stuff, you can get, like, immediate results. Right. So so the, the, the votes today are necessary. Okay. And uh, then, speaking of uh, American Idol, uh, our good friend Justin Guarini, who was on the very, very first season of American Idol. Yeah, maybe he can 
dispense some advice. He was a runner. Retroactively. Obviously, and he's a worldly known good guy, and he will be yes. on the show uh, this morning. He's such a great guy. What a, You forget, until you hear him sing again, how great of a vocalist he actually is. He's a fantastic and singer. he's a little sweet. He's, he is oh, yeah. a little yeah. sweet. You're absolutely correct about that. All right, and we're excited to begin this. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again, albeit a very strange year to do it, but... They certainly need our uh, our congratulations and our admiration. The coolest teacher of the year. Yeah. It begins today, and we're going to do it over the next few weeks. Every day, we randomly draw a high school's name from uh, what now it used to be a glass container, but now it's a... Uh, <laughs> It's a to-go box for a Chinese restaurant. Uh, it's a very large one that we have here. I love it. And we have inside uh, various high schools in the Delaware Valley. We're going to draw one randomly, and then we will get the word out to that school. The student body has 24 hours to let us know who they think uh, was the coolest teacher of the year. Now, are we doing a new way to vote? I should have read this ahead of time. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, what you do is you text teacher to 39333. We're doing a little bit of difference yeah, here. We and have to. Then you will receive a voting link, and then you will fill that out. And that way you don't have to text the word teacher followed by the teacher's name, as you've done in the past. You just text teacher to 39333, and we'll send a link back to you. And it's that easy. Then you know what to do yeah. after yeah. that, okay? So the winning uh, teacher will be mentioned uh, the next day around this time. This is the seventh year that we've been doing this contest. We've had 140 teachers that have been featured. Wow. We, in fact, have a full list that Marissa has put together on PrestonSteve.com <laughs> oh, nice. of all the coolest teachers. Jesus. And the winner gets, of course, the PrestonSteve coolest teacher of the year coffee mug. All right. Let's do it. Let's find out who the first school is going to be. Let me open this up. And I will reach in. Move that little main to the side. Draw a name and we will see where we begin. All right. The first school to participate this year in Preston Steve's Coolest Teacher of the Year is Coatesville Area Senior High School. All right, Coatesville. Text word teacher to 39333, and we will send a link to you, and you will fill it out, and then tomorrow, around this time, we will find out who the coolest teacher of the past year at Coatesville Area High School has been. So remember, you had the bulk of the year where they were teaching, but then other teachers rose to the occasion with this remote teaching. It's been, a, as you said, Preston, a weird year. Yep. Yeah. It has been, and everybody's having to, uh, to do adjustments, and, uh, you know, but still... I think there's that connection to your yep. teacher, especially the ones that have meant so much to you and have made a connection somehow or another. So maybe that, even now more on display. And that's what this is all about. This is uh, just recognizing this is a, no, this is for all teachers, but we can't do it. We don't have enough money to buy everybody mugs. That's all there is to it. Uh, so we're doing what we can. It's like everybody. Let's be honest, man. We're not made of money. Just doing what we can. All right. So that is underway. Uh, we are going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We're going to get into entertainment news. It was a difficult weekend. We lost a lot of heavy hitters in the uh, entertainment industry. Yeah. Uh, we'll touch on a little bit here, maybe expand a little bit later on uh, with that. But uh, there were a few big names that passed over the weekend. It's sad. But we have some other news as well. Stupid question with some giveaways. We'll come back in a moment. Please stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. 
Skip the trip to the store and get your groceries delivered with Acme. Get everything you need. Milk, fresh produce, bottled water, and more delivered right to your door. It's fast and super easy. Order online at shop.acmemarkets.com and get free delivery with your first online order. Carefully picked, conveniently delivered with Acme, your favorite local supermarket and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I'm going to do a, an early shout out. Uh, I got this uh, from Dave. Dave says, hey, Preston, my wife, Kevin. Uh, no, not my wife, Kevin. My wife, Kim Levine, is a nurse and frontline worker in Chestnut Hill. She's gone through some rough times recently due to the COVID in her facility and all that is happening. Uh, she told me she listens to you all on a ride to work between 6.15 and 6.45. Look at me. I'm getting the right time. I, I can't believe you. Who I'm are get, you? I know. It took a pandemic to get you COVID. on time. Uh, I have listened to WMMR for 25 years and never written in. Can I possibly get a shart out if it works for that time this Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday? Uh, Kim, I love you, babes. Keep your head up. Our boys and I are here for you. We will all get through this together, Aww. Dave says. So, Shard, if you would, please. And thank you very much. Love you. Uh, mm-hmm. We love you, Kim. Love you, Kim. All right. Uh, I'm going to do a stupid question. I got this via listener, Andrew Gillen. So, Andrew, you can't call him for the answer. But stupid question. We're going to give away a, uh, oh, a $50 Nebraza Brazilian Steakhouse gift card. Wow. Oh. You can fill to the gills with meat while you're there. All right, Steve, you're going to love this question. All right. What TV show is playing in the background when Dale confronts Brennan about playing with his drum set? Oh, my God. (laughs) This is from Step Brothers. Right, right, right. All right, so what TV show is playing in the background? I think I know. When Dale confronts Brennan about playing with his drum set? 215-263-WMMR. No, it's not that. Oh, okay. That's a guess. Let's see if you know the answer. It's crazy because it's something that's kind of a throwaway in a movie, but... It was thought out. It was written into the script. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think totally. there's even yeah. a mention when they're watching it prior, when he's watching Correct. it prior. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yes. All right. So I'll go through birthdays. There are not that many today, uh, Monday, May 11th. Uh, but we'll start with one from the world of music. Eric Burden, uh, singer of The Animals, is 79 years old. So House of the Rising Sun, which we had one of our contestants. Yeah. And, what was uh, her? God, I can't believe I forgot her name already. She was great. Uh, it was Italian Giovanni. Giovanna? Giovanni or yes. Giovanna? She uh, won. Or uh, Antonio Banderas. Or Antonio Banderas. Uh, you know, yeah, she, she won. She was great. Yeah. Uh, uh, so what she a soulful a, voice this guy had. Did a version of this, yep. Uh, and I love uh, with War when he did uh, yeah. Spill the Wine. It's a great song. and uh, That's Kathy's Nightmare. Spill the Wine. No! Uh, so Eric Burden is 79 years old today. Uh, Martha Quinn, original MTV VJ. The definition of perky. Yeah, cute. Yeah. Uh, And uh, she celebrates her 61st birthday today, so happy birthday, Martha. Uh, Jeffrey Donovan, who is on Burn Notice and Changeling. And we'll just leave it at that, because I I didn't bother to go look him up and find a picture and go, oh, that guy. I do know Burn Notice. Yeah. Um, He is uh, 52 today. And then the last birthday is Jonathan Jackson, who is from the show Nashville and Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Okay, so we got some biggies today. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it might be. We, we need to mark this date down uh, as one of the lamest days of, uh, in, of birthdays. Yeah, this one's pretty and, lame. And yeah. honestly, we're blaming the, the birthday celebrants because uh, it's your fault. 
Yep. How dare you? You haven't done anything dazzling. Yeah. Do something no. better yeah. with your life. Improve your careers. Uh, Jonathan Jackson's 38 today. All right. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. And uh, let's see. Now, keep in mind, this is Andrew is my source. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. What TV show is playing in the background when Dale confronts Brennan about playing with his drum set? And we will go to, because Steve, they're saying your answer. Yeah. Which I said right, is incorrect. Pull that scene up. Yeah, you know what? We're going to have to do that. All right. We're going to have to we do need that to verify. before we go to an answer. Trust but verify, as Ronald Reagan said. Yeah. Uh, Case, you going to do that? Yeah. All right. Go to. You want to make sure the answer is no, correct. Okay. Well, now I see a correct answer. Okay. So. Well, then go to that one. Go okay, to that we'll one. Go, we'll go to that one. I will go to Randy. Hi, Randy. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Randy, so what show was on the background when Dale confronts him about playing his drums? He was sweaty, but he was watching the Rock of Love. Rock of Love, yes. All right. Brett Michaels, Rock of Love. I do remember that from a scene in the movie, but I can't. I couldn't tell you what scene it was. They've been. They were watching Cops. They yep. were watching Rock of Love throughout the movie, and they're also watching a Steven Seagal movie. Uh, and uh, when he breaks his arm backwards. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh! Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so uh, good. Let's just make sure. Yeah, that I'm watching. It happened in that scene. Yeah, it's, okay. It's on Samos. No, it's not he's Samos. laying on the good couch watching TV. Yeah, Velociraptor. <laughs> what? Did we just become best friends? Yep. All right. Uh, so we are going to set Randy up with a fifty dollars Nabraza Brazilian Steakhouse gift card. Nabraza Brazilian Steakhouse in Horsham is open for takeout. By the way, in curbside pickup. Now that's a good idea. They have two menus to choose from. What do you just sit out there and you keep asking them to bring it <laughs> yeah. out? Because that's God. what happens at the Brazilian yeah. Steakhouse. Because you gorge yourself. Uh, so anyhow, Nebraza, they, they have two menus to choose from, Nebraza and then Iron Abbey, plus a large selection of beer and wine is available for curbside pickup. Uh, the bottle shop is open, and Nebraza has added a butcher shop to go. Complete info at Nebraza.com. You know, I actually did, and maybe this will be a discussion later on, I, I sat in my car and ate. Uh, I, I went to a really? place and got some food and just sat in my car and ate over Like the a drive through restaurant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't a drive through I had to go pick it up and then... They just sat it there. here. Yeah, it was Roll nice. down the windows. I enjoyed it, actually. Why not? I did it on Thursday. Did bro. you really? Okay. Right. Yep. Well, there were, we're going to get into the entertainment report. And as I said, I'm going to mention uh, a few of these, and then we'll have to expand a little bit later on because there's going to be clips to play in the whole thing, and we won't have enough time to do it justice right here. But uh, there were some celebrity deaths over the weekend, a huge blow in the world of rock and roll. Little Richard, a pioneer, died on Saturday. He had bone cancer. He was 87 years old. And he is one of the originators of the, the, the just rock and roll taking off the way that it so, did. So rank him. I mean, he's he's the equal of Chuck Berry. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and maybe, you know, I, there there's like the Troika, the top three. He, he, be- was, he was probably the first... High energy rock and yeah. roll that there was him and you know Jerry Lee Lewis they were yeah they were of that just outrageous just the, the way they moved and the things they did and and the power in the voice especially Little Richard's vocals Chuck Berry were though amazing was his ability to fart in a hooker's mouth well that's that, honestly you can't if deny you that. stop and look at the legend yeah uh, but 
What a life. Yeah. Which we were talking off um, out of the the, uh, the break here, Preston, about if you, there's a life that's just screaming oh. for a biography on film. Yep. Little Richard. Yep. <laughs> So many great hits, uh, you know, from this song, Tutti Frutti, to Lucille, Good Golly, Miss Molly. Uh, there's so many great songs, and the guy's just, what a great voice, great piano player, great songwriter. I mean, he would do all sorts of stuff, like you'd see him on the Mike Douglas show, and he'd be like... And they would look at him like, "Oh my! What are we? What are we looking at here?" Uh, yeah, and it's, yeah, and yeah. When he's being interviewed, that yeah. whole, uh, you know, I'm beautiful, I'm pretty, and, <laughs> yeah. and just his deliver the way he spoke was just uh, beyond anything else. And so the the um, uh, the tributes are pouring in from the biggest of the bigs, everybody from Paul McCartney, who is just a massive fan. Uh, Mick Jagger, Bob Dylan, Keith Richards, Rod Stewart, Brian Wilson, Elton John, Jerry Lee Lewis. The list goes on and on and on. So we'll get to some of the, uh, we'll play some clips and talk a little bit about his life and so on in a little while. Uh, because there are a few other people that passed away as well. And we found out just this morning. Just this morning. Jerry Stiller has died. Yeah. He's 92 years old. The shorter half of the famed husband and wife comedy team Stiller and Mira uh, father of Ben Stiller, of course, uh, George Costanza's dad on Seinfeld, and so many great uh, characters throughout the years. He was 92 years old. Uh, ben Stiller tweeted, I am sad to say that my father, Jerry Stiller, passed away from natural causes. He was a great dad and grandfather and the most dedicated husband to Anne for about 62 years. He will be greatly missed. Love you, Dad. So we'll talk about it later, but Stiller and Mira were, um, they, there were those comedy duos, uh, and they were legendary. They were always working. And in fact, early on in Ben Stiller's life, when he was getting up and running, uh, he was estranged from his parents a little bit because... They were always on the road. And I'll bet. He, yeah, and and he really didn't know them. Yeah, they were they were working entertainers. Yeah. I mean, it that was, was a it. It was a different story back then. You had right. to hit the road all the time. Yeah. Well, uh, I was looking at a. Um, he he did so much stuff. He did he did a lot of you know big things, but he had small parts where he just absolutely stood out. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about him later, like Zoolander. And, Zoolander's great. Uh, and in fact. <laughs> Because you know what a fanatic I am about the band Rush for their 30th uh, anniversary tour, they have this. Uh, they, they do these big video screen uh, moments, segments, and there's a part where all of a sudden Jerry Stiller's up on there, <laughs> and he's doing this whole rant and, and things. So you just never know where right. that guy would pop up. You know, so. in many ways, the way that Danny DeVito's been embraced by multiple generations. Yes, Jerry Stiller's that exactly. Or what, you know, was that now? And then another one. Roy Horn ah. of Siegfried and Roy passed away over the weekend. Uh, Doing it, Roy. Yeah, that from not that, anymore. That, not anymore. No. Uh, oh, that's sad. Yeah, his uh, collaboration with Siegfried Fischbacher created the world-renowned duo Siegfried and Roy. He died of COVID nineteen complications on Friday at a Vegas hospital. He was seventy five years old. Now he was the one that was attacked, right? He was yeah. attacked. By yeah, Dr. he had Core. been he had been health issues obviously for for a long time, but he was you know I mean he wasn't on his deathbed, but um, 
Yeah, it was uh, it was over the weekend that he passed away. They they had a huge run in Vegas. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have some audio later on of uh, Pendulette talking about what they meant uh, to the world of magic. Yeah, they started in in Vegas in 1967 and continued for four decades. <laughs> They got a residency at the Mirage in 1989, and just it was like a go-to thing. I happened to um, drop by the Mirage a couple of times during their run. They dominated Las Vegas at that time. They would have their, when you'd walk into the Mirage, to the left there was this huge sprawling, we assumed it was a reinforced glass uh, uh, wall, and you could see some of the Siegfried and Roy uh, Tigers yep. would be there, and they had this big, Liberty lounging, loving life inside this thing. It was ju- just gigantic. Yeah. But it was the whole, basically, the Mirage was built on Siegfried and Roy. No okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. All right. So, yeah, like I said, we'll go through some of the details of uh, of those three that passed away a little bit later on. There was clips. Yes. There was one more that just happened overnight, Preston. I don't know if you guys saw, but um, Paul Vasquez, who was better known as the double rainbow guy, that clip that we played. Oh, no! What? Yeah, Paul L. Vasquez. I just saw it this morning and I didn't know if you'd had it in the news or not, but yeah, he passed away over the weekend as well. Yeah. Sorry, little Richard, you just got eclipsed. Yeah, Yeah, right? Uh, I mean, come on. Let's take a walk down memory lane. Oh, my God! Woo! my guess is an OD. <laughs> wow. No, they they discussed health issues, uh, but the cause of death has not yet been released. Oh man! Double rainbow! Oh my God! Whoa! That's a full rainbow all the way. Double rainbow! He's, oh my God! I love that guy. I, I did that's too. That's all I know of him, but I love that guy. Yeah, his sincere, yeah. albeit drug-induced appreciation. This is high. Of, of, a, of, yeah. a, of rainbows and double a double rainbow. rainbow. It's a double rainbow. That he had never seen one? Yeah. It's a double rainbow. But I remember yeah. seeing the, the video of it. It was really vibrant. It was amazing. It was, it was yeah. you know. What does this mean? What does this mean? Okay, we'll we'll we we'll, have to that. We'll they, get to that later on. Too. We'll play clips, and of course, uh, celebrities are chiming in about his. We'll get all the tweets and everything from them. Uh, but I do have some other stories which we will get to. Uh, although they've been living in Los Angeles for well over a month, it's only now that Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's choice of residential circumstances has been publicly unveiled. According to the Daily Mail, the high-profile couple have been social distancing in a Titanic double-gated nine hundred two one. 90210 compound, long owned by Tyler Perry, whom they met through mutual friend Oprah Winfrey. This place is as massive as you can get. Gigantic. Uh, It's Medea's shopping mall-sized house, Mm. and it's tucked away in the mountains uh, above Beverly Hills in a neighborhood known as Beverly Hills Post Office, uh, and desirably lies at the very back of a 24-7 guard-gated community known as Beverly Ridge Estates. Uh, though far less famous in its gated community cousins to the north, specifically the celebrity swarmed enclaves of Beverly Park and Mulholland Estates, Beverly Ridge is indisputably swank and arguably even more exclusive, with only 14 lavish homes hidden within its secured entrance. Uh, spanning nearly <laughs> 25,000 square feet of living space, Megan and Harry's multi-winged temporary home easily qualifies as a bona fide mega-mansion. Yeah, it's uh, it's impressive to say the least. So we're we're looking. It seems to be just up the road from Hillary Duff's house, Preston. So that's amazing. 
Uh, all of the, the lists here of the uh, celebrities that it's near. But it, this thing is like, um, you would think it was a hotel resort. Well, the ones that are that are actually right in the neighborhood and of that size, Steve, are uh, you got uh, business people from China and Indonesia. Current homeowners also include Johnny Carson's widow, uh, Alexis Maz, producer Eric Wider, and developer Robert uh, Rivani. So they're yeah. just... Filthy rich people. Tons of money. Yeah, absolutely. And so this is just the temporary home? It's temporary. My guess is it's going to be for a while, though. Eight yeah. bedrooms and 12 bathrooms. At one point prior to the current structure's completion, Kanye West had toured the property and expressed keen interest in purchasing the hillside complex, though that deal was not to be. It's got its own driveway gate, a slew of security cameras, and state-of-the-art alarm system. Uh, Perry reportedly has his own private security team who monitor the premises at all times, making the estate an ideal residential choice for a world-famous young family. Washer dryer? Oh, my God. They may have overlooked that, Steve. The pool. So the picture of the pool, which I guess appears to be in the, I assume that's the back of the house, so it appears to be the front, yeah. looks like it goes on for a quarter mile. Could you yeah. imagine if they had a front yard pool? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they could. And in a state like that, Jesus. nobody ever sees the front <laughs> yeah, yard yeah. in places like that. Yeah, Kat. Jace is trying to convince me uh, that we need a pool uh, just in case our pool doesn't open this summer. And I oh. said, we, don't, we don't have a yard big enough. He goes, well, the front yard's big enough. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to sit in the front yard. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I, I disagree. Your yard's plenty big. We'll have to, I'll, I'll talk to him about it. You can work it out. Yeah. <laughs> or just um, an elaborate koi pond. Our friend Guy Fieri partnered with the National Restaurant Association Educational Foundation to raise money for the foundation's Restaurant Employee Relief Fund. And in under two months, uh, Fieri, known as the mayor of Flavortown, has helped the fund raise more than $20 million. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Workers in the restaurant industry have lost their jobs or have experienced a drop in wages can apply for grants from the fund. Following a review process, the fund will provide a $500 one-time grant to applicants because... There's a lot of people, so that's all that they can offer up. So more than 60,000 people have applied. He's going to take another swing at it, though, President, to try to raise more money. Uh, you know, in addition to the $21 million, I think he can do it. He's going to call, you know, this was out of the gate. He started running with this immediately. Mm-hmm. And the, the response has been so encouraging that he's going to take another uh, another stab at it. Well, the fund has given out about 20,000 grants, so 60,000 have applied. And because of the high demand, the fund is not taking any more applications. But he's doing a great job so far, so I'm sure they can continue to do that. A federal judge denied a motion to dismiss the charges against Lori Laughlin and her husband, Mossimo Giannulli, and 12 others charged in the college admissions case. Laughlin's lawyers allege the government mishandled the investigation and failed to turn evidence in a timely manner, but the judge was not ultimately convinced. Ah. After it looked con- good for them, too. Yeah, after consideration, this is according to the judge, Nathaniel Gorton, he wrote, uh, after consideration of the extensive briefing, affidavits and other information provided by the government and defendants, the court is satisfied that the government has not lied to or misled the court. I think that seemed to be their one and only out in this case. It was yeah. shown that the government was a little bit too uh, eager in their prosecution of them. Over the weekend, I don't know if you saw, but, uh, you know, I follow Olivia Jade on Instagram. And <laughs> I have to. And uh, she posted a picture of her with her mother. Uh, you know, Happy Mother's Day for effing my life up. <laughs> uh, he continued referencing the allegation the ringleader of the scheme, Rick Singer, was pressured by authorities to talk to defendants and spilling the beans. And he said whether Singer's calls in October 2018 were consistent with his prior representations of his program and whether they demonstrated the defendants believed their payments to be legitimate donations rather than bribes is an issue squarely for the jury after a trial on the merits. Damn it. Damn so it. So it's not for him. We have to turn this over to the jury? Yeah, exactly. Damn it. We're moving on. Uh, Vanessa Bryant 
has filed a legal claim against L.A. Sheriff's Department for snapping and releasing photos of the crash site where her husband, uh, Kobe, and daughter Gianna and seven others were killed. According to people in legal documents, uh, Mrs. Bryant said that she found out that after she spoke to Sheriff Alex Villanueva and requested that no phones were taken and that the site be secured, photos were taken by eight deputies from the department and shared with others. Yeah, there were some pictures of the wreckage still on fire uh, that the, were leaked out. The claim read, in reality, however, no fewer than eight sheriff's deputies were at the scene snapping cell phone photos of the dead children, parents, and coaches. As the department would later admit, uh, there was no investigative purpose for deputies to take pictures at the crash site. Rather, the deputies took photos for their own personal purposes. Uh, the legal claim to Adam Mrs. Bryant has suffered an immense tragedy by losing her husband and daughter. Her grief has been compounded by the severe emotional distress caused by the sheriff's deputies' misconduct and the sheriff's department mishandling of that misconduct. So uh, she's seeking damages for emotional distress and mental anguish. Well, it happened, and we mentioned it earlier this morning. He's going to be on the show today. Our friend Louis Knight has moved on to the final segment. Yeah, hey, American oh, Idol. Yeah, how about that? And I caught some of the performances this morning. He did uh, Can You Feel the Love Tonight from uh, The Lion King. It was their Disney night. Yep. Yes. And he also did... You've Got a Friend. Yes, correct, which is is like his mom's favorite song. Yeah, so it was uh, Disney and also Mother's Day. So the first song they did was for Disney. Second one was, was a Mother's Day theme yep. song. So he moves on. And we are going to have him on the show later this morning. We're going to talk to him around 8 o'clock. Yeah, he said he thanked us again, right? Of course. Yeah. It was, uh, the oh, he's main... profusely thanking us on air. That was uh, mainly what he had to say. <laughs> Steve, he was wearing a No Sad Bro t-shirt. Wow. How cool it is that? It was crazy. we got to get one of those on. <laughs> we got to get one of those on him. <laughs> so that someone can ask, what What the F is that? <laughs> Wouldn't they... Who doesn't love that phrase? Yeah, right? No Sad Bro. No Sad Bro. Start it, man. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have him on around uh, in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are apparently having a hard time living together in quarantine and are occupying different ends of their sprawling home, according to sources. Imagine having a home so sprawling. I'm going to I'm gonna leave for the weekend. Where are you going? The living room. Mm-hmm. A source says uh, Kim is getting stir-crazy and she's used to being on the go. It also... Uh, it's also a lot of time alone with the kids for her. Um, <laughs> the kids. Uh, she is frustrated with Kanye and thinks he's not pulling his weight in family responsibilities. Well, he's running his church. Uh, they've been staying at opposite ends of the house to keep things civil, she says. <laughs> Why don't you take your church stuff and go to the other side of the mansion? According to this source. All right. I want to so, kill you. Listen to this. This okay. is... Come on, man. The latest Kardashian to enrage the public for questionable coronavirus decisions is Chloe. What and happened? So here's the deal. She toilet papered Courtney's house. Oh no. She TP'd her house. You realize yeah. there's been an issue finding toilet paper. Oh my god. What, why? This why? Is, how oh my god. But there's the this bubble. Is akin there's to the burning, bubble. This is akin to burning money on oh your front yard. Yes. Yeah. Oh my this, god, what an idiot. <laughs> I mean, even if it's the it's the most innocuous, fun thing, anytime you have to be aware that toilet paper right now is yeah. like currency now, uh-huh. and so and so you use that. Uh-huh. 
They they also got a Purell out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They also bought a, a giant slingshot and were just slingshotting roast beef into the ocean like, yeah, yeah. because of the meat shortage. Uh, she toilet paper. So uh, apparently she toilet paper Courtney's house yesterday, <laughs> and then she shared the prank on Instagram stories saying it was the most excitement she's had in months oh and calling God. it genius. She should have stacked COVID-19 patients in front of her door. Uh, fans <laughs> were quick to point out that the toilet paper shortage and panic buying happening in the U.S. and uh, one critic of <laughs> Pined. Oh my God. Despite all the Tristan stuff, I didn't think Khloe Kardashian would be that stupid yeah. to TP her sister Courtney's mansion during a time when people literally are struggling to find a six pack of toilet paper. So uh, that shows you, that shows you the impenetrable bubble that surrounds them there in Calabasas. That whole world is secluded from the rest of the world. Uh, it's just crazy, and it's a lot man. of toilet paper. Uh-huh. Come on. What, what were you thinking? <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, fans think that Emma Stone is married to her longtime beau, Saturday Night Live scribe Dave McCary. Rumors were sparked after she appeared in a virtual chat with Reese Witherspoon about mental health for the Child Mind Institute. Who's this guy? Uh, he, he writes for Saturday Night Live. His name is Dave McCary. Oh. And she was spotted with a gold ring on her, you know, on her ring finger of her left hand. And it wasn't the sparkling diamond and pearl ring she was spotted with in December of 2019. Mm. So who knows? Well, the SNL crew's cleaning up. You have uh, Scarlett Johansson and Emma Stone. Yeah. I mean, come on. They're starting to, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see here. A new trailer for Shirley, a Sundance Film Festival pickup starring Elizabeth Moth, Moth, Moth Moss and Michael Stuhlbarg, uh has dropped the period thriller directed by Josephine Decker. Follows the story of Rose and Fred as they move into a home owned by Stanley and the famous horror writer uh, Shirley's home. Okay, so Stanley, we're talking like the Ropers. Uh, it must yeah, be yeah. right. So Stanley. we're going back to the Ropers. I don't know what right. this is about. Uh, what is Shirley this? Jackson? Shirley Jackson, perhaps the great maybe. horror writer. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Because right, when you're saying period piece, I always think of like Victorian. I think menstrual. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, so, yeah. Well, we're two different planes there, bro. Right, right. right. Um, but, I think you might be right, yeah. Casey, because it is a period piece, and you were talking about a famous horror writer, uh, yes. Shirley Jackson. Yep, Casey's right. Yeah, it's Shirley oh Jackson. Oh my god! Right. You got How about that. Hey, there you go. Good for you. She's Guys, a great. I'm, she's I'm, a great writer. Have you ever read any Shirley Jackson stuff? Uh, did she write uh, the Frankenstein thing? She. she... <laughs> That, that's that Mary, Mary Shelley. Shelley. That Mary Shelley. Uh, well, she, she wrote the lottery. Yes. Okay. The lottery was that was the first story that ever impacted me in in school. Me too. Yeah. So it, we were given this to read, and I'm reading this. It's boring the ever living crap out of me until it got to the end, and I was like, whoa. It was the first book, or I think it's considered like a, a, novella? Short story. a novella or a short. Yeah. I think it's a short story. And so it was the first time I ever read something where all of a sudden I went, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. This is not what I thought it was going to be. I don't like this. No, I loved it. I'm yeah. like, holy. Well, it, it disturbs you. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's that's and what it was, it was meant to do. It was exciting. So that's that was an important piece of uh, literature in my world. And then they made it into like a made-for-TV movie, if you remember. Was it Rob Lowe that was in it? 
Really? Yes. Yeah. 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 I yeah, didn't yeah. know that. And okay. um, when that first rock hits, you're like, it was Whoa. seen almost fire. Was the was the title that they went with? <laughs> oh, that. okay. I got you. But she didn't do the Frankenstein thing. No. no she, <laughs> I knew there was a mayor. Listen, I I even said you got Shirley it right. Jack- I did say you got Shirley it right. Jackson. And you uh, got the you got the, the literary works right. <laughs> All right. So Jake Gyllenhaal is ready for his next starring role as a parent. Ooh. The 39 year old opened up to British Vogue about his hopes to have kids. <laughs> Is he's, he with anybody? No, no. He just said he'd he like to have must have buy some. Uh, I definitely do. He said, I think that's probably the reason I see the end of the show the way that I see it. And uh, he said in reference to the play Sunday in the Park with George, which he had been set to start next month at the Savoy Theater in London before the uh, novel, uh, novel uh, coronavirus uh, rendered theaters closed. He said, I know that's why I see the end of the show the way that I see it. Uh, at the end, George finds himself with professional success, but no personal life to speak of. Hmm. He said, anything you do, let it come to you, then it will be new. Give us more huh? to see. I don't know. What the he hell qu- is he talking he, about? He quoted from the play, adding his own interpretation. The act of making love to make a child, the real thing is life. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, you get to the end of the show, and that's what it's about. Children. Children and art. A guy, a single guy who says he wants children says that so he can get laid more. Uh, right. It's a good move. He wants, he wants to have children. It's a good move. He wants to settle down. Mm-hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal wants to settle down. He's a keeper. Yeah. Uh, Casey, Amazon sci-fi comedy Upload yes. uh, from the office creator Greg Daniels will get a second season. Good. It needs one. Upload is set in 2033 when people can choose to upload their consciousness to a virtual afterlife when they die. Casey's been saying it's a good show. It is. And so that's 13 years into the future. Steve, do you think they have a better uh, handle on what the future will look like maybe 10, 20 years from now today than let's say they did in the 60s, 70s, and 80s? I think they do. Uh, there's, uh, you know, there's. It's funny when you see, like, uh, you know, in the year 1975, we'll all be flying in hover cars. Right. right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, not quite. But um, yeah, I think they, yeah. they have a, a, a better handle. But you know, you always have to jump on the notion that um, the innovation yeah. can always come out of left field, and you'll see something that had not been anticipated. Yeah, and I'm not talking about in this one where you know you can upload your consciousness right. into uh, you know into we're, the, we're getting the cloud. There, we're getting there though. <laughs> I mean, we, we there is there have right. been there have been steps forward to upload memories to people and and to extract information from people. They are making inroads in that. But there are certain things in this 2033, and I'm like that would be cool. And, and it's self driving cars. And so much Got so, it. and I'm not, but I'm not, um, I don't think I'm ruining anything here because it happens in the first episode, but he, he you know, the main character dies in a car right. accident and that's the anomaly. Like cars are not supposed to crash at all because of the, the technology that's but sort they of do. around that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also Steve, when they hold up their hands, like their watches or whatever, turn like the, the, the hold your hands into an L and then like a. Uh, a screen. The screen comes up and kind of hovers. And I'm like, well, that would be kind of cool too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. All right, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> That's exciting, mommy. Isn't it? <laughs> Shut up! I was so excited. He's a man child. He's okay. got a TV screen, mommy. Do you think we'll have those? All right. Yes, we will. Now go to bed. All right. <laughs> That's, That's not it. <laughs> Watch, watch the sh- Re- Remember, I can't describe things. Remember that? I'm in, I know. And, and, and it's the old hand up. <laughs> I can't describe Will, will they really have that, Mommy? Yes, they will. Yes, they now will. Now go to bed. <laughs> You're getting all worked up. Shh. Flying cars, Mom? Yes, they're, they're going to have them. 
<laughs> Why didn't you go to bed and dream of TV hands? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do the clip. <laughs> oh, so Batwoman follows the vigilante Kate Kane as she overcomes her <laughs> demons to become Gotham's lead protector. In this clip, star Megan Tandy discusses her chemistry with the show's lead actress, Ruby Rose. Here we go. We instantly had chemistry. I didn't know what to expect. I was like, all right, gosh, I hope she likes me. Here we go. We're going to do this. And it just translates on camera. So there it is. Uh, The first season of Batwoman wraps up on Sunday, 8 o'clock on The CW. Here's the next clip. And the price is right at night. Celebrities compete compete alongside contestants to raise money for charity. In this clip, the host, Drew Carey, of course, discusses the element of adding celebrities to the show. Here it is. I love having the celebrities on the show because I like seeing the way they connect with the audience. And they're always just a little nervous about people winning. Like, they get really invested in how the contestants do. Because, you know, you just have a regular person. You want them to get a little taste of glory. And, you know, a lot of it's, you feel like it's, it's not really, but you, a little bit, maybe you feel like it's going through you or maybe you're lucky or not lucky. I don't give a f- Uh Price is Right at Night with special guest RuPaul airs tonight at 8 <laughs> o'clock on CBS. This had to be recorded a while ago because he's yeah. surrounded by people. And there you go. That's what I have in uh, the entertainment report this morning. All right. Um, a reminder, big reminder. Today's the last day for MMR's Rock Refund. We're going to have your chance here on the Preston and Steve Show. Two times this morning. It goes on seven times total in the day. You need the details, WMMR.com. But MMR's Rock Refund, we'll get to that at 8 o'clock. Also, we began Preston and Steve's Coolest Teacher of the Year. And our first school that we've randomly chosen that gets to vote the student body of Coatesville Area Senior High School, which I didn't know, uh, they nicknamed it's Cash. Coastal oh. area senior high. That's Cash. great. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so, Cash, you got to text the word teacher to 39333. Uh, we'll send you the link and then you can vote for your favorite teacher. That's all you got to do. So, text the word teacher to 39333. And then tomorrow morning, we'll find out who you have deemed the recipient. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. In the olden days, about five years ago, your only options to keep listening to WMMR when you got home would be to drive your car into your living room or turn on something called a radio. But now, through modern technology, the smart speaker that's secretly collecting data on you... What did you say? ...can also stream WMMR. Just tell Alexa or Google to open MMR, and magically we'll come streaming into your home. Plus, it may help distract your device from becoming self-aware. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Unfortunately, uh, I'm going to be... I don't know the Undertaker. I don't know what what oh. character. I yeah, would kind be. of necromancer. Yeah, we, necromancer. We said, but I mean the... that. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. You got your hands full today. There were there were a few uh, celebrity deaths over the weekend. It was uh, sad and and a couple of big. <laughs> I forgot we had that graphic. Preston, look up at the screen here. The, <laughs> oh my god! Picture of a bald Preston with this a, a, a scythe and uh, and a robe. <laughs> I look terrible, bald. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. Anyhow, uh, so yeah. Unfortunately, there were a series of uh, of big name deaths over the weekend. At the top of that list would be rock and roll pioneer Little Richard. He passed away on Saturday. Apparently, he had bone cancer. That's what I heard. He was uh, eighty seven years old. You know what? I thought he was older. I, I know that seems weird. I, I thought, thought he was, was in too. his nineties. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, he rocketed to stardom in the mid-1950s when his black eyeliner, bouffant hairdo, and flamboyant performances were impossible to ignore. With genre-defining songs like this one, uh, and, you know, Tutti Frutti was huge, Lucille, Good Golly, Miss Molly. Uh, his real name was Richard Penniman. Earned his place in music history, and by 1968, he had sold an astonishing 32 million records worldwide. So, uh, we were talking earlier about where he sits in the hierarchy of rock legends at the top of the top. Like, shoulder to shoulder with Chuck Berry and maybe one or two others. That's it. The innovators. The guys who, who made rock take off. And become just an international sensation. And, you know, create that, uh, you know, like the English uh, explosion of, of music from that side. Those guys love these these pioneering black rock and roll artists. Were just their, their Mick Jagger, kings. Yeah. The Beatles adored them. Yes, absolutely. And in fact, speaking of that, you know, the, the tributes came pouring in. Uh, Paul McCartney issued a statement. He wrote, from Tutti Frutti to Long Tall Sally to Good Golly Miss Molly to Lucille, Little Richard came screaming into my life when I was a teenager. I owe a lot of what I do to Richard and his style, and he knew it. And he said he would say, I taught Paul everything he knows, and I had to admit that he was right. In the early days of the Beatles, we played with Richard in Hamburg and got to know him. He would let us hang out in his dressing room, and we were witness to his pre-show rituals. With his head under a towel over a bowl of steaming hot water, he would suddenly lift his head up to the mirror and say, I can't help it because I'm so beautiful. (laughs) That was always his thing. And he was. He said, a great man with a lovely sense of humor and someone who will be missed by the rock and roll community and many more. I thank him for all he taught me. And the kindness he showed by letting me be his friend. Goodbye, Richard, and wop baba loobop, he said. All right. Uh, I saw a, um, Doug Benson had posted something on Twitter, and I, I, I hope that the story is true because you're obviously going to hear from the big biggies, right? Uh, right. You know, Paul McCartney and all that sort of stuff. But but Doug Benson shared a story on Twitter where he and a few friends were basically, this is years ago, I think even before Doug Benson became famous-ish, um, they were just sitting in a restaurant you know, just kind of like shooting the poop, so to speak. And um, little Richard walked up and then heard them talking about whatever they were talking about and decided he wanted to join the conversation, sat down and 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 talked to those guys for a, a while. And I just, I was looking, I'm like, God, I really hope this is a true story. Because that it. is a, re- I mean, honestly, God, that <laughs> That's, would be. I forgot that was him. Mashed potatoes, gravy, and cranberry sauce. That's right. That was a commercial with him and Sally Jesse Raphael yeah. and a few other people. It was when reality shows started to, to put these kind of celebs that have uh, weren't in the the big time spotlight right. anymore together. Help me, somebody help me! And uh, I remember Sally Jesse was going, "Little Richard, you need to set the table." <laughs> and he, he like moves one fork and goes, "There, I help." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but listen, going back to Paul McCartney for a second, you want to hear the influence. I had Marissa grab this clip and tell me, yeah, you know whether or not you hear Little Richard in Paul's voice as he's singing this. You tell lies, thinking I can see. You can't cry because you're laughing at me. I'm down. That's that exact same yeah, energy that Little Richard had. And you could hear Paul as a young guy was trying to emulate him. And, and when you know I'm down. When you know I'm down. Right 
here. I mean, that's right out of the Little Richard playbook, man. So, uh, and we were talking about his, so he was obviously a force to be reckoned with in music, but he became a pop culture icon unto himself. Yeah. Just for who he was, you said, Preston, I'm so pretty, and all of that Uh, stuff, which was ripped off time and time again. If you look at Prince... How much did Prince borrow oh. from the persona of uh, of Little Richard? Just the, the way he looked, the just whole his thing. presentation, absolutely, uh, and the energy. But then he he could also be funny. He's in a movie called uh, Mystery Alaska, oh which God. we really enjoy. Russell Crowe, uh, and <laughs> and there's there's a lot of good stuff in that. He is so good in that. They uh, the the if you haven't seen the movie, this local Alaskan hockey team is going to take on the New York Rangers. They play right. pond hockey, and they're really really yeah. good. So the Rangers fly out. It's Freezing cold, so they're going to use that to their advantage. And Little Richard, it was a big publicity stunt. Little Richard was hired to do the national anthem. So the local guy with the team goes in and asks him if they could, if he could stretch out the national anthem and make it longer, so that the the Rangers would end up getting cold and it would affect their play. And so he does the "Oh, say can you see?" He just starts stretching it out. But before that, they go into his trailer and he's sitting there and he's all covered up in like a a fur blanket. Right, I'm. Cold. <laughs> I always thought he was gay, Steve, Is just that? because of how flamboyant flamboyant he was. So he 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 dabbled. I guess the the world of sex was an open menu to him. That was my understanding. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, but uh, the women loved him, and he loved women, and uh, apparently some guys occasionally. But that was uh, that was his deal. But it's funny when you stop and think about when he was getting traction on this stuff. Preston, he talks about. We have a clip of him describing starting performing in the early days of segregation okay. and uh, what effect he had. Here we go. It was making everybody happy. It brought the races together because white people were sitting upstairs, black people were downstairs, and the white people, when I started singing, they would jump over the balcony and come down there with us. So it brought them, them together. Yeah, I could see that. Absolutely. I was telling you about, uh, there's a clip from uh, the movie Hail, Hail, Rock and Roll, which is a, a, a tribute to uh, Chuck Berry. Uh, and he and Chuck Berry and, you know, Little Richard Chuck Berry and Bo Diddley are sitting around there just talking about, yeah. you know, rock and roll in the early days. And, and uh, it, there, there had some white artists started covering black artist music to help it kind of, it, and it ended up helping cross over. Pat Boone did a version of Tutti Frutti, yeah. which it was, it was kind of a hit with Little Richard, but Pat Boone took it and then it exploded. And he was kind of commenting on that and just his... His commentary is so funny. He's like, they didn't want to see a big, black, greasy, sweaty man up there on stage. Blah, 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 and all this stuff. And it's just so funny. Just his style, his manner of speaking was so great. Well, that was a common practice. You would take a, a, a black artist song and have a white artist re-record it and yep. then put it out for release. And then Elvis started to give credit yes. and started to say, um, you know, hey, come, uh, let's uh, let's work this out here. And that's when things started to jump. But when I mean, as he said, Little Richard became hugely. Po- you couldn't you couldn't hold yeah. that back. The real the real musicians of the time in the in the late fifties, early sixties, and I'll have to talk more like the sixties in the sixties, like the Beatles and Eric Clapton and the Stones. They they looked at the at the black rock and rollers of America as the absolute gods of music. They yeah. were just like. Hands off! We, you know, we want to be like those guys. This is yeah. so cool. Yeah. This is amazing. It's the coolest, most soulful stuff we've ever heard, and that led to the British invasion, which so much great music came out. You of. You talk that. about sweating. 
and that nobody inspired <laughs> yeah. like little Richard on stage. Jesus, man, when you would see him, he'd come off, he'd be he'd be just sopping wet. Yeah. I'm going to read a couple of more of these tributes. I know we have some more clips to play, and we'll do that. And we had, unfortunately, a few other uh, yeah. deaths over the weekend. Uh, but uh, Bob Dylan said, I just heard about the news, the news about little Richard. I am so grieved. He was my shining star and guiding light. Back when I was only a little boy, he was the original spirit that moved me to do everything I would do. I played some shows with him in Europe in the early 90s and got to hang out in his dressing room a lot. He was always generous, kind, and humble, and still dynamite as a performer and a musician, and you could not, and, and you could still learn plenty from him. In his presence, he was always the same little Richard that I had first heard and was awed by growing up, and I, and I always was the, the same little boy. Of course, he'll live forever, uh, but it's like a part of your life is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Mick Jagger said, I'm so saddened to hear about the passing of little Richard. He was the biggest inspiration of my early teens, and his music still has the same raw electric energy when you play it now as it did when I first shot through the music scene in the mid-50s. When we were on tour with him, I would watch his moves every night and learn from him how to entertain and involve the audience, and he was always so generous with advice to me. Uh, He contributed so much to popular music. I will miss you, Richard. God bless. Mashed potatoes, gravy, and cranberry sauce. So, uh, yeah, you look at Mick Jagger's moves on stage, yeah. you look at all that, yep. That's uh, so much of that comes from it. The difference between Little Richard and Chuck Berry is the word is that people that encountered, Chuck Berry could be a dick. He oh, really yeah. could Big be. Big time. Yeah, and abso- absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Little Richard was a lot more, uh, yeah, certainly he had his ego, but a lot more welcoming and a lot cooler to hang out with. Yep. Unless uh, you were a hooker. Oh, then Chuck Berry really, <laughs> were uh, yeah he was yeah. yes and he would love to fart in your mouth but that's a whole other story. <laughs> Do you remember when when Chuck Berry died and we were we were playing back the class oh, of yeah. him and the hooker together? <laughs> we ended up using Little Richard. I know it was the only thing we had. It was the only thing it was what Bob blew up. Let's see if we have that. <laughs> Do we have that? All right, while you're looking that up, uh, Keith Richards also saluted Little Richard. He said, so hat, so sad to hear my old friend Little Richard has passed. Uh, there will never be another. He was the true spirit of rock and roll. Uh, Elton John uh, wrote, without a doubt, musically, vocally, and visually, he was my biggest influence. Uh, seeing him live in my teens was the most exciting event in my life at that point. Goosebumps, electricity, and joy came from every pore. His records still sound fresh, and the opening few seconds of Tutti Frutti are the most explosive in music history. I was so I was lucky enough to work with him uh, for my duets album in 1993. He was shy and funny and was so nervous. Uh, the track we recorded... That's wild, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah. The track we recorded, The Power, is my favorite in my catalog. Do we have... And he said, we also played... Live at the Beverly Hilton, and I felt like I died and gone to heaven. He influenced so many and is irreplaceable. A true legend, icon, and force of nature. R.I.P. Little Richard. Love, Elton. There's a, there's a, and there's a cool little thing that I didn't put two and two together, Preston, as I was grabbing some clips this morning. Um, Led Zeppelin was very inspired by Little Richard, and in fact, in the song Keep a Knockin', uh, we have the the. If you listen to the intro, you can see exactly where the influence occurred. Oh, Basically. I'm sorry. This was uh, what we were talking about before. Oh. Let me. Oh, okay. Can I, can I do this yeah, first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Sure. Here we go. No, I guess I think we did it on the fly. We did. Yep. Try it again. Man, we're good like that. Hang on. Here we go. 
But that's a Chuck Berry story. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah, yeah. Another another that's, that's another tribute, another time. Uh, let's go to the uh, the Zeppelin uh, comparison. Right, keep a knocking. Yeah, keep a knocking. Uh, and apparently Zeppelin was incredibly inspired by the song. Uh, it's down two more, Casey. Uh, uh, there it is. Yep, My right. bad. Here we go. Oh, wow. Right? Sounds like rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I never put that together, no. and I know both songs. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Bonham got that straight from that. Wow. This is a great song, too. It's a great song. Wasn't he in one of the, uh, was it Rocky Four? Uh, no, James no, Brown James was Brown in. did uh, oh, James Living Brown, in America. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's right, yeah. This is the energy in his voice, just phenomenal. Uh, there yeah. you go. Very similar, very similar. Wow. Uh, Jimmy Page, yeah, he commented. He said, uh, "R.I.P. Little Richard. Very sad loss. My thoughts are with his loved ones. It's Little Richard songs that pioneered rock and roll. Yeah, uh, I got to hear him and his band at the Newport Lounge in Miami, and boy, were they good." He said. So he worked. Anybody see wor- the clip over the weekend of uh, him on Baywatch? Little Richard on Baywatch. <laughs> uh, no. See, that was the great so- thing about Little Richard. He'd be on yeah. Baywatch. No. And, uh, he could only speak in Little Richardisms. So, um, you know, Mitch Buchanan would be talking, and then uh, he would come on and he'd say, wop, bop, loo, bop, and then he would, you know, talk. And, and, and then eventually at the end, they did a song, and Mitch got up and performed with him, and uh, little uh, <laughs> his son Hobie got up and performed as well. But it was Little Richard being classic Little Richard on Baywatch. <laughs> uh, that, well, that is certainly an episode that I need to see again. Uh, hey. Yeah, Little Richard on Baywatch. I'm going to go to uh, Lou because Lou met. Uh, little Richard wow. one time, just out in public. Hey, Lou, good morning. Who's Lou? Who's Lou? <laughs> hey. hey, Lou. So you, you ran into Little Richard one time? Yes, I did. I was working out in California back in 95. I was uh, at a restaurant called Fat Burger. Yeah, yeah. no Fat Burger, yeah. Yep, yeah, I was on I was on Sunset up, Fat Burger, sitting outside. The limo pulls up, and a bodyguard come out. So me and my buddy were thinking, like, all right, who's this? He rolled down the window, and the first thing you notice was the makeup, yeah. right? And and those eyes. He had those piercing eyes. And he was so friendly. We come walking up. I'm like, look, I'm not a crazy fan, but I'm a fan. And he's like, come on over anyway. <laughs> and we just started talking and grabbing about uh. things. And, you know, he was just so friendly and so uh, uh, easygoing. Just a real, real nice guy. Lou, that's a great story, man. That's so cool. Especially, we always talk about the fear of meeting people that you look up to or that you idolize. They end up being dicks. And it sounds like he was the absolute opposite. Yes, he was. Oh, and one more thing. Thank you for putting a Frontline hero sign on my son-in-law, Danny's uh, front lawn. Oh, uh, you bet, Lou. Hey, man. All right. Really, thank you. Hey, good to hear from you, Lou. Thanks for the call, man. Okay, Brendan Steve. Who's Lou? Take care, <laughs> <laughs> Steve. Let me ask you a question. Oh, sure. Um, did Little Richard ever appear on the Love Boat? Wow, he'd be primed for that. <sighs> but yeah, I mean, for God's sakes, I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, we've talked about the bizarre. If you if you go, th- here's the, here's the telling thing. 
you call up a biography of Little Richard, or just call up his, his wiki page, yeah. or IMDb, yeah. it goes on and on and on. Yeah. So if you talk about being um, throughout pop culture and uh, the respect and reverence for him throughout the years, but the fact that he does a Baywatch <laughs> episode is just too funny. Yeah. Well, he's uh, obviously his his uh, you know contributions to music are just too many to mention and, and too big. So it's sad news about Little Richard. There were a couple other people uh, who unfortunately died over the weekend. Another one, huge. Yes, I'm the necromancer. <laughs> huge in the world of comedy. Jerry Stiller passed away. Uh, he was 92 years old, man. He was known as the Little Richard of comedy. <laughs> was he? Yeah. Well, he was little. He was only five foot four. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. And uh, yeah. And so, for those who mainly just know him from uh, Seinfeld and what he's done, he had a huge comedy career well before that. Steve. Into so the 50s, he he paired up. I guess it was like 54 with Anne Mir, and eventually he married her. And suggested she had no desire to do comedy, and they said they, they he thought they'd be a good comedy duo together. And there there were all sorts of um, male female comedy groups at that time uh, duos, and it used to be quite common to see two people go up. You don't see it as much anymore. It's usually no. a single stand up. Yep. You don't see duos anymore. Up on George stage. and Gracie, right? You know, right, there, right, there yeah. were a lot of them. Yeah. Exa- exactly. Mm-hmm. Ex- Elaine May and um, I'm having a brain fart, but uh, but they they they, they worked together. And uh, and they were always, always, always on these variety shows, on Ed Sullivan, on uh, Mike Douglas, on all these shows. And then he had a second resurgence with him by himself in these various sitcoms, Seinfeld, King of Queens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, you know, and obviously he was in a lot of uh, 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 Ben Stiller's uh, movies as well. And we we love a lot of his stuff. But he, if you want to see... Ben Stiller is the perfect synthesis of Anne Mira's mm. comedy together. and Jerry Stiller's comedy no together. Kidding. There's you can see where he he was drawing from both sides of that 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 group, that wow. duo. It's amazing. Steve, I want to make you happy right now. Yeah. Jerry Stiller was on three episodes of The Love Boat. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and I, I know. He was on with Anne Mira. Uh, yeah, absolutely. He so, played <clears throat> apparently three different characters. He was Harlan Weatherly, he was Tony Vitelli, and Bud uh, Hanrahan. <laughs> of, so course he, of course he was. Now, she towered over him, by the way. So, speaking of the, their, their duo, he and Amira, the, he was five foot four and Jewish. She was lanky and two inches taller than him, and an Irish American who was raised Catholic. And needing a comedy bit as a stint on the Ed Sullivan show, Loom, Stiller decided to use their dissimilarities. For what would become their signature routine, and they played the characters Hershey Horowitz and Mary Elizabeth Doyle, and she had said, apparently, she said that was Jerry's idea to use it and uh, plumb the depths of our backgrounds, exaggerate them, and have the two differences of the Jewish and Gentile. Yeah, <clears throat> and it and it worked, and they were hugely successful. So his big, he's probably you know most known to to the most people. Um, you know, as uh, George's father on Seinfeld. I would assume that was the biggest, right? You would yeah. know him from? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the show is just a love of Leviathan. Do we have any audio from that? Yeah. Do. What did you say? Your meatloaf is mushy, your salmon croquettes are oily, and your eggplant parmesan is a disgrace to this house. Well, that's too bad, because I'm the only one who cooks around here. Not anymore. Come here, spatula. <laughs> I'm back, baby! Uh, Unless we forget he's the one, or his character, Festivus, and all of that yeah. stuff was generated from uh, 
from that uh, that character. Here's a couple more. My George isn't clever enough to hatch a scheme like this. We got that right. What the hell does that mean? That means whatever the hell you want it to mean. You're saying you want a piece of me? I could drop you like a bag of dirt. You want a piece of me? You got it! <laughs> that that clip, him is you know Frank Costanz always ready to go crazy. Uh, there is a uh, uh, an outtake that goes on for about fifteen minutes where Elaine loses it when he goes, "What the hell are you saying?" And and, and, and she, <laughs> she can't. can't, she can't. And then it shifts to, "Are you saying you want a piece of me?" Uh-huh. And then she loses it again, and she just can't get it. Oh man! Here's another clip of them moving back to FL. <laughs> Hello? This is Frank Costanza. <laughs> what do you want? You think you can keep us out of Florida? We're moving in lock, stock, and barrel. We're going to be in a pool. We're going to be in a clubhouse. We're going to be all over that shuffleboard court. And I dare you to keep me out! <laughs> He's, he was one of the best at freaking out. And he that was not... And it's a a critical part of his original persona with and yeah. Mira, he was it was very buttoned down sort of yeah that whole that whole aspect of his uh, comedic wheelhouse yeah. only developed later on yeah uh, we have a clip of him on Zoolander this or is in yes. the movie Zoolander it, Marty uh, Mo- what? Maury. What's his character's name? I don't like, remember. Balzac or something like that. <laughs> Is it Nick? Do a quick search if you wouldn't mind. I can't believe we're we're uh, we were caught so short with a uh, yeah. putting a tribute together this morning. I believe it's something like that. But he, he is the um, he is the uh, the agent. Uh, Maury. Maury. Maury Ballstein. Maury Ballstein. <laughs> he's the agent for Zoolander, right? Zoolander, yeah. right. He loves him. He's a, he's an idiot, but I love him. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so at the end of this whole thing, it turns out that he has the one device that's going to prove instrumental in putting Will Ferrell's character uh, in prison. I got two words for you, sugar. Zip disk. The whole thing is in my den in Long Island. I can have that evidence here in 20 minutes. a boy, Maury. Hold on a sec. I'm afraid of the radiation. <laughs> Sheila, honey, it's me. Listen, I need you to bring that zip disk in the den down to the fashion show. I don't care what the traffic is like. <laughs> Take the goddamn service road and get off before the bridge. <laughs> so put it in one of those Tupperware containers, and I'll heat it up in the microwave when I get home. <laughs> For Christ's sake, it's a casserole, <laughs> Sheila. It'll stay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Wow, wow. Uh, well, he he lived a nice long life, uh, ninety-two years old, and he also was in uh, other films earlier on. Stephen, some serious stuff like the Taking of Pelham One, Two, Three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Airport, nineteen seventy-five. Uh, he was in Hairspray as yeah. well. Yes, yeah. the the remake of Hairspray. Yeah, he uh, was Mr. Pinky, right? Yeah, uh, the, who he was? Yeah, at the shop for uh, oh. large ladies. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. you, you got, that, that's right. That yeah, uh, Zoolander, Zoolander Two, The Heartbreak Kid. So those were projects with uh, with Ben Stiller. Uh, so you know, I'm I'm glad they, like you said, they didn't have the closest. Uh, time growing up or Ben didn't with him it was just his mom and dad were on the road all the time exactly it was the nature of the beast it's how you had to work back then and so there was some regret but I when they started working together um I think that helped re-cement the relationship and then obviously yeah. uh you know uh, uh Ben still are posting on Twitter and social media 
Yeah. And, and, but it's, again, as you say, a good long run, so that's uh, a wonderful life. So, looking at a picture here, was he in both the original Hairspray and the remake? Mm, he was in the original. That's obvious. I don't remember this him in the remake. Div- uh, Divine. Yeah, yeah. He's the guy when when they go to the uh, the shop to endorse uh, uh, to, to when she is going to in, be endorsed by Pinky, Mister Pinky. Right. He's, he's the dressmaker. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So he must have been in both. I don't, Nick, can you check that for us uh, if you don't mind on IMDb to see if he was in the? Yep. Or, he's but he's in both. You're okay. Right. All right. That's what I thought. All right, and then. Uh, the final one for the Necromancer, uh, another that we uh, lost over the weekend, Roy Horn of Siegfried and Roy passed away. Uh, he was 75 years old. I honestly thought he was older than that. Uh, but uh, Yeah, uh, we, we made... <laughs> there, were, there was always questions about the actual age. Yeah, uh, that's they true. Were, they were known, you know, obviously they were a little vain, and the, but that was part of the deal. Uh, he died of COVID-19 complications on Friday. They thought he was uh, he was getting better, but... Uh, that was the last report, yeah. yeah, yeah. But he, if you want to talk about someone who had extenuating uh, issues, he, so at that age he had respiratory issues because he had, had, had a... Uh, he had a stroke when Montecor, as you'll remember the story, they were on stage performing. Montecor, I think, bit um, his sleeve and he reprimanded the tiger. And the tiger then bumped him. He fell down on the stage. Montecor got on top of him and bit his throat. Right. And he drug him off stage? Was dragging yeah. him. Didn't didn't finish him off. But, um, you know, there were there's all different... There have been sort of... Uh, trainers who have said that he didn't handle that right and blah blah back and forth it was a horrible situation Mm -hmm. i watched the special on them they that they did not that long ago and they still both say that uh the tiger didn't attack him that's what they claim that um he fell and 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 the tiger thought that you know he needed help and he was actually trying to help him tigers will often help you by chewing your throat out (laughs) and a lot of people don't realize that in the world of tiger medicine that's the first step to recovery uh, Siegfried uh, posted a statement said today the world's lost one of the greats of magic but I have, lo- I have lost my best friend uh, from the moment we met a new Roy and I together would change the world there could be no Siegfried without Roy and no Roy without Siegfried Roy in that was- same special they, they also had asked them if they were a couple and they still would not um, confirm that they were isn't that wild yeah. I, I just and it's that would be really sad even at this point mm-hmm. they because to us, it always appeared that they were, whatever their relationship was, I mean, and, Siegfried and they, was so doting and, and, and caring for Roy, and that was so touching to me. He was always encouraging. I mean, you know, this their, their, their entire career with that stuff ended that night. Yeah, and yeah. he he was the one that answered the question, and 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 I forget exactly what he said, but the way he answered it was, um, you know, it, it was very vague, and he said something along the lines of, like, yes, he is my partner in business and in life like but but not saying they were together as a couple you know but he did answer basically said yes he's my best friend in the world uh siegfried continued in his statement saying roy was a fighter his whole life including during these final days i give my heartfelt appreciation to the team of doctors nurses and staff at mountain view hospital worked heroically against this insidious virus that ultimately took roy's life uh they began 1967 together in vegas continued for four decades uh, they took up residency at the Mirage in 1989 with a $30 million production uh, that included the famous White Tigers. Uh, Montecor was the one who attacked him, as we had said. And Steve, you said there's a clip from Penn Jillette. Yeah. So I remember the night that um, Roy uh, 
uh, Roy Horn was attacked, and there they had these vi- vigils, these candlelit vigils, um, and right there, front and center, was Penn Jillette. Okay. He was that moved, and so we have a clip of him um, uh, touting the impact of Siegfried and Roy. Here we go. The fact is that they invented the idea of doing a full evening magic show in Vegas. As, as entertainment. Before Siegfried Roy, without any exceptions, magic in Vegas was 12 minutes on a, uh, on a bill. The idea of a whole magic show being done was completely theirs. And it is no exaggeration to say if there weren't Siegfried and Roy, there'd be no Penn and Teller in Vegas. And there's there's other the full-on magic shows in Vegas that are the entire show is just about magic. There's yeah. several of them now. So they, uh, David Copperfield, I'm sure, would echo that as well, that they, that's how important they were. They started over in Europe, started to do you know small shows and built and built and built, and they were spotted by somebody, I guess the one who was in charge of securing talent for uh, Vegas and for the Mirage, and uh, they just said, you got to come to Vegas. And, and that was it. Wow. I don't um, even recall them being musicians. I, I mean, magicians, because I just, the, the Tigers, I just thought it was a Tiger show. No, it was a big, no, remember no. The, the, the whole thing was magic. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah, was, that, was, that the, was the main thing. Magic featuring the white tigers. Throat, throat <laughs> ripping. They would, they would make them disappear and, and yeah, do that whole thing. But they so. would bring out the Tigers as well. Yeah. But there, was, there was, I mean, again, if you had gone out to Vegas any time during the Siegfried and Roy period where they just reigned supreme everything in that city was focused yeah. towards their show it was amazing i though i i know people who've seen that show and said it was unbelievable it was amazing yeah the first time i ever went out to vegas was for a wedding yeah. and uh we walked through the mir- mirage because of be- only, uh, we i didn't go to a show i just wanted to go see what that was all about yep. and they had tigers on display and it all was that wild stuff. right you're yeah, walking so yeah. as you're walking in to check in yep. to the front desk the whole wa- here it is Preston. there's a picture of it whoa the the whole wall to the left was a glass wall with the uh, the, the tiger enclosure and uh, it was amazing. That's gorgeous. I mean, with the, um, you know, in, in sort of the shadows right now of, uh, of Tiger King yeah. and those terrible conditions and all that sort of stuff. You, you look at this, you're like, yeah. okay. This looks like Tyler Perry's house yes. uh, that we were just talking about earlier this morning. <laughs> right, yeah, so. yeah. Wow. Uh, all right, well, sad news. Three big losses. Oh, and the double rainbow guy four. died, too. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's a four rainbow. But unfortunately, we don't have time to go into his history right now. What did Keith Richards say about him again? Uh, he yeah. said, what a tremendous, <laughs> amazing influence. When it, it comes to the admiring of rainbows, yes. no one excelled. Uh, we got to take a break because we have got to give away some money, if yeah. you don't mind. And we are coming down to the end of it. It's MMR's Rock Refund, the final day and your first shot when we return. So we will take a break and get to that in a moment. I'll tell you about the guests coming up and all that good stuff when we get back. Small businesses are the backbone of our local communities. And right now, they could use our help. Introducing WMMR's Operation Shop Local, encouraging you to buy a gift card from your local business to use in the future. But the cash you spend helps the business right now during a rough time. You can also make a difference patronizing businesses, offering home delivery or curbside pickup. If you run a local business, go to WMMR.com and list your business in our directory of available goods and services. Operation Shop Local is a free service. WMMR is promoting this local business directory for our listeners to review and support when possible. We're all in this together. A message in the community interest from the Beasley Media Group and WMMR. 
Casey, did you uh, sing a song for your mother on Mother's Day yesterday? I did you not. You did not. Oh, no, I did not. Oh. I figured you'd perform something. I should have. Our Damn next, it. Our next guest did. He did. And he sang for his mom, sang this song on American Idol. To spring, summer, or fall. Not only did he sing that song for his mom, but he did it right down the street in Nurburgring. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes. Hey, he's done it again, American Idol. He's moved on to the final seven, and we're excited uh, for this young man. And, and now making his third appearance on the President <laughs> Steve Show, Louis Knight. Yeah, hey. Louis. Hey guys. Hey man, How are you? I, we're great, man. You got to be on top of the world right now. <laughs> I am I'm very, very happy at the moment. Yeah, this is just incredible. I, I, uh, <laughs> you'd asked me about two weeks ago if I was going to be in the top seven, I would not have believed you. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's happening. So, you know what, and, and this is a weird dynamic too, man, because I was thinking about this, Louie, and, and I, I mean, you really don't have experience to back this up because um, this is your first time and uh, people only go through American Idol one time, but I would imagine... Had this been under normal conditions, you would probably be hanging out with the other contestants and maybe getting to know them a little bit better. And I, I'm assuming there's really been no contact between you and the other crew, right? Well, actually, we, I mean, we all became so close through throughout Hawaii. And then in L.A., we were actually there for about a week and a half before the pandemic worsened um, yeah. until when everyone had to quarantine. For the, um, so we were there for about a week and a half, just kind of living there in LA, and we got so close. And but um, since then, we I mean we see each other on Zooms almost daily. Okay, <laughs> all right, good. Yeah. So you guys That's are good. Really now, nice. Now yeah. is it is that kind of mandated from the show, or are you guys doing some of this on your own? It's pretty much mandated from the show just okay. because we have, yeah, but, but I mean, we're all in group chats. We're all texting nonstop. All the okay. Time. <laughs> yeah, I assume that's good. I mean, obviously, they're your competitors, but you're all going through the same thing together. So that uh, that gives you the chance to share experiences. But here you are. Now, Casey's saying, obviously, we're talking a critical voting time, correct? This is an absolutely a critical voting time. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so you're at seven right now, and next Sunday or this Sunday coming up is it's the finale, right? So all the votes, and you have to vote before nine a.m. this morning, all right. And so all the votes will determine, I believe, the top five. And so Louie needs your votes to be able to perform on on Sunday night. And then how does this work on Sunday night? Is there going to be if if you make it into the top five? Um, everything's going to be live on Sunday night, voting, performances, all that stuff. How does that work? So yes, please, please vote for me um, on all on all three methods. But but yes, so basically Sunday won't be the performances won't be live. Okay. But the result the results will be completely live. 
I think Casey's um, voting that, right now. Are you on your phone voting right now? I am. I just wanted to make sure. Okay. So, so uh, when he talks, you, yeah, you're welcome. And I'll do likewise. When Me he, too. When you talk about all three again. Let everyone know the three methods by which they can vote and how many times they can vote. All right. So you uh, you can download via the American Idol app, yeah. which I had already had. All right. Uh, so you can vote ten times there for right. Louis. There. Uh, also, if you text, uh, his number is five, right? So text the number five yeah. to two one five two three, and you can vote. 10 times there. All right. And then also, if you go to AmericanIdol.com slash vote, you can vote 10 times there. So, like, right now, before 9 a.m., everybody listening right now can vote 30 times for Louie. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. And, and, so the, and so the easiest you. and most immediate yeah. way people can do that right now is text the number 5 to 21523. That's right. And then if you want to get the app and go on the website, you can yeah. go the extra distance to yep. do that. Okay. Yeah. And and listen, I, I love Louie. And, um, I mean, Louie and I, we go way, way back. I, I don't know, <laughs> I Louie, God, we saw the picture. I, I, I posted a picture of uh, you and I when I was holding you when you were a baby. If You rem- <laughs> you obviously crazy. don't remember that, but I do. Did you, did you Have you seen that, by the way, Louie? <laughs> I haven't. I have not yet. Oh, you have to go see oh. him. I know it's going to brighten up my day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I, I guess, Louie, you were probably about a year and a half, maybe two years old when this picture was taken. Full head of hair. Full yeah. head of hair. He wouldn't uh, remember. He was wearing his Delco AF shirt, even though he's yeah. not necessarily from Delco. But anyway, um, what I was going to say is the top seven is, I think, a really, really strong top seven, and Louis obviously belongs in there. But because of that, like he, I think he needs Philadelphia's votes even more than right. uh, more than ever. Yes. So, so then, and then the the votes come in, and if you are, are we going to talk about just it just straight up most votes on Sunday determines the winner of the five, or how is the ultimate American Idol chosen? Do we know? It is. Yeah, it, it, it's the it's the contestant with the absolute most votes. That's it. Okay, so then this is essential that we vote and vote often, as they say. It so really get your thirty votes in if you can do that, because this is going to determine everything for Sunday. Yeah, thank you. Hey, Louis, question. You know, uh, your parents being from England, now you're 19 years old. I, I got to assume each time you move on to the next level, they'll let you have a celebratory drink in honor <laughs> of, your, of your victory, right? Um, well. I, I I stay clear of that at the moment, definitely because um, I'm just trying to keep in in as great shape as I possibly can. But <laughs> yes, but I, I, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to a little celebration after all of this. <laughs> like a true professional, he's taking care of his Got boys. T- yes, your your machine is yeah. known to uh, to cause some issues. So <laughs> we're happy that you're keeping your eye on the ball. All but, right, dude. By the way, this picture is incredible. Hey, he sees looking at it right now. I am. You're, you're, I mean, you're my uncle, Case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you're too young to remember that, but I just wanted to remind you that I was there from the beginning, Louie. Yeah. You've been there this entire journey. All right. <laughs> All right well, listen, we'll, we'll keep pushing the uh, the voting information and, uh, and keep those numbers coming for you. All right, Louie? Thank you guys so much. I and, appreciate you. Anytime. Good luck with everything, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. It's <laughs> Louie Knight, guys. Yeah. Man, that'd be so cool. All right, so text the number 5 to 21523. He's a really good guy. He's uh, done some cool stuff charity-wise uh, for CHOP. And, uh, yeah. He's just a, he's a kid who's kicking ass, man. We're happy for him. And he's legitimately yeah. a damn good singer. Yeah. I got to tell you, man, I'm pretty dialed in. I, I called the top seven before, you know, 
uh, as really? they were. Yeah, yeah. I honestly, I was like, out of like the top twenty, I kind of picked like who I thought the top ten should be, and America agreed with me. And then I, you know, there was one guy, this guy named Joven, who I think you Joven, Joven. Yeah, he he didn't make it into the top seven. I think he could have. I've uh, been switched out with this guy named uh, Dylan James, but the top seven is really, really strong. You so. know what? This is, I'm, I'm happy for you because this is your thing. You love this stuff. You love these competitions. You love American Idol. Uh, again, you know, we we dialed out, but the truth of the matter is we had our own contest. Yeah. And then with uh, Louie and the whole thing get, getting traction, okay, yeah. let's let's hopefully get him all the way to number one. Yeah, my, a, lot, a lot of people are texting him right now that they're voting. I oh, love good. that. Yes. yes. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. It's a good Excellent. kid. All right, so remember, if you want to vote for Louie, and why wouldn't you, uh, you text the number five. That's his number five to 21523, all right? Yeah. So do that. Yeah, My and, wife and was, you can do it ten times between now and 9 a.m. She was making fun of me the other day because she's like, is Sunday night, like, your favorite night of TV? And I'm like, kind of, yeah. Like, I look forward to okay. we eat dinner, do the conference call, and then I, like, get all set for America's Funniest Home Video. Diane, <laughs> are there going to be hand TVs? <laughs> yes, there are. Oh. I'll go to bed. <laughs> Thanks, Mommy. All right. <laughs> Listen, we need to do... Uh, we got people waiting for the B-File, but I'll just give you a heads up. The word that you need to enter for Rock Refund is ACE. A-C-E. And you're running out of time, so get on it. And today's the last day. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. I got stories. Oh, boy. We're going to start with this one. It's wild, and I saw the video of this. It's a wine heist like you've never seen before. The Modesto California Highway Patrol arrested a guy named Gabriel Moreno after he allegedly jumped onto a moving tanker truck carrying bulk red wine, climbed under its belly while it was moving. While it's moving. Unscrewed a valve and started to drink wine out of the truck as it traveled up Highway 99. And there's video of it. The tanker truck, uh, it was recorded on the tanker truck. Moreno allegedly targeted the dash cam video. She first shows Moreno in a sedan, putting his hazard lights on, directing the truck to the side of the highway. The truck driver pulls over, believing that he might have a mechanical problem, only to see Moreno get out with only his underwear on. (laughs) The camera shows Moreno running to the passenger side of the truck and then out of view. As the truck driver pulls back onto the freeway, Another onboard camera captures Moreno jump back into view and then on the back of the wine truck. With no shirt and no shoes, he rides on the side of the tanker as it's moving. He's hanging off it. The video then shows him climb underneath the truck as it hits freeway speeds. And that's when the driver noticed a dashboard gauge showing that he was losing fluids. Hundreds of gallons of wine. So he called the California Highway Patrol. The truck driver allegedly found Moreno in an unusual position. He had unscrewed a valve underneath the truck as it was traveling, and that sent the tanker's wine gushing and Moreno gulping as much as he could. So when this story first came out, I thought to myself, this guy is the Merlot Road Warrior. Yeah. That's what he is. (laughs) Uh, The trucking company says they lost about a 1,000 gallons of red wine. Oh, my God. Most of it ending up on Highway 99, and that's enough to fill about 5,000 bottles of red wine. I know, right? Isn't that crazy? Travesty. Yeah. All right. uh, By the way, don't text the number five to us. (laughs) I'm looking at it. Stop it. Yeah. Uh, But we appreciate it. It's the same person, Casey. They've they've done it ten times. All right. 
Oh, you, so will you let them know? Or? You text the number 5 to 21523. Don't text it to us. Okay, moving on. Uh, I got a couple of follow-up stories for All you. All right, let's hear them. Uh, woman was... Okay, so this is the follow-up on the woman that was killed by the alligator in South Carolina. Yes. Did you hear the details of this no, story? No, I did not. I just heard the initial story. Have, yeah, we didn't have yeah. any details at the time. So she was... Visiting a client for an in-home nail appointment during the lockdown, Cynthia Covert drowned Friday after an alligator repeatedly had pulled her into a pond. Her death has been ruled an accident. Now, Barbara Howell said that Covert came to her residence to do her nails with a glass of wine, and apparently she was acting strange, she said. Although Governor McCaster had lifted a mandatory stay-at-home order, South Carolina's beauty salons must remain closed for now. Covert saw the alligator when she was doing Howell's nails on the porch, and when she was finished, she left the porch to take pictures of the alligator. Howell said she screamed to Covert that the alligator had grabbed a deer from the spot, and Covert replied, I don't look like a deer, and then she tried to touch the alligator. The alligator grabbed her by the leg and started to pull her into the water. Howell's husband, William, told police that he heard his wife yelling, went to the porch, ran down the steps as the gator lunged at Covert. Howell said he and a neighbor, a guy named Michael Clausen, then threw a rope to her. She grabbed it while she was standing waist deep in the water, and she said the words in a calm voice, well, I guess I won't do this again. As the pair tried to pull her from the water, the alligator started to roll, took her underneath. She lost grip on the rope. <laughs> That's the death roll. Yep. That's it. And they took her underwater, oh my and God. She, she released it. When sheriff's deputies and the fire department arrived, they saw no movement in the pond, Ten or fifteen minutes later, the body surfaced. Ooh! Yeah. And they saw a gator later on with spectacular nails. Uh, the alligator pulled her back underwater, but resurfaced a few moments later, and an officer was able to shoot it. They retrieved the body, shoot it! which had severe wounds to the left leg. Uh, Covert was the third person killed by an alligator in South Carolina in the past four years. Wow! The notion of well, she was basically being eaten alive. Yeah, yeah. Well, she was drowned. God first. Almighty! Yeah. That's that's crazy. Uh, here's another follow-up. You remember the Lamborghini dreams of a five-year-old Utah boy? Yes. Stole his parents' SUV so he could drive to California to buy one. A five-year-old. But now it's coming true. On Monday, Adrian Zam- uh, Zamaripov had apparently took the keys to his parents' SUV after an argument with his mother where she refused to buy him a Lamborghini. Adrian uh, drove for about two miles on his way to buy a Lamborghini with $3 in his pocket, but he was stopped by the highway patrol. His family says that they are very sorry for this incident and warned other parents not to leave their car keys unattended. Estrada said that she was watching the family's children while the parents were both at work. She said she fell asleep. When she woke up, she realized Adrian may be in danger. But now, just one day later, offers for Adrian to sit in and ride in a Lamborghini are pouring in from around the nation. He's already done it a couple times. The family's still deciding what to do with the offers. So they already did it? Yeah, they did it with this one guy who lived locally who just showed up. And, and like, the parents are saying, well, uh, I don't know. <laughs> we're kind of rewarding him for stealing the car. But exactly. and the guy was so genuine that they let him do it. Uh, so they've also fielded other offers, and they're trying to decide what to do about that. That is too funny. Uh, then we'll do one more story and wrap it up. An unbelievable incident surrounding a purportedly disgruntled trucker in Chicago who drove his semi-truck on top of his boss's Ferrari GTC Lusso. Oh, man. Has been making the social media rounds. A number of Illinois truckers posting on social media seem to agree that the impulsive truck driver purposely ran over the transportation company's own owner, transportation company owner's Italian exotic after a disagreement. 
Uh, the crash apparently happened sometime over the past few weeks. I bet I can make your car flat. Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> Second-hand accounts are claiming on social media posting the unnamed trucker did so after being denied a newer semi. Uh, according to one guy, he said this driver was promised a 2020 truck, but he was not producing enough to get a 2020 truck, so he was denied the new truck. He got mad and slammed the truck into the owner's car out of anger. Uh, apparently, in a, uh, an update, they said the, the driver was hired by the hauling company just four days prior to the incident, during which time he did only one load, which was not deemed, he did not, he was not deemed fit or stable for the job. And apparently, he wanted a 2020 truck, he got a 2019 truck, and that wasn't good enough for him. Uh, the company allegedly decided to part ways with the driver in a civilized manner with no arguments or heated words. With all this happening in front of witnesses after fully compensating him, while he repeatedly asked to stay and work, the owner's mind was made up to terminate the co-op, uh, their cooperation. Before he left the trunking company's premises, the source says that he asked the owner if that Ferrari was his. The owner said it was indeed, which the driver replied, Now you see what happens when you F with me. He started running towards the truck, jumped in, and started spinning the wheels like a crazy person. The owner ran after, tried to stop him, and he shut the door on his hand, almost causing him to fall under the truck. Then he slammed into a car, uh, once stopped, and then continued until he was on top of the truck. So in his mind, with the thinking, truck. I bet I can get my job back yeah. and get that 2020 <laughs> truck if I do this. At that point, the owner of the damaged Ferrari uh, and transportation company called the police, and they are they arrested the man, and they are filing charges, as Dear you can imagine. God. Yeah. And it's totally destroyed, completely destroyed. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. Let's take a break. Come back in a moment. More guests on the way. Justin Guarini. We'll talk a little bit about American Idol and what uh, Louis Knight is going through. Yep. We're Justin. Just checking in. We haven't talked to him in a little while. Uh, And more on the way. Another shot at Rock Refund 2 this morning. It's the last day. Last day. Don't miss it. We'll be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. As we ease back into life bit by bit, Acme wants to help you reconnect bite by bite. When doors start to open, when parks are filling with laughter again, and you can reconnect with family and friends over food, Acme will be there with you every step of the way. For birthdays and barbecues, parties and picnics, and of course, down the shore. Celebrate life together with Acme, your favorite local supermarket and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Steven Singer Jewelers is shipping fast and free as safely as possible. Whether celebrating life or just saying I love you, Steven Singer is there for you. I hate Stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Another shot at the MMR Rock Refund. That is at... What time do you do that? 10. 10. Thank you. Thank you. That's it, 10. Uh, and also, we started uh, President Steve's Coolest Teacher again. So, Coatesville Area Senior High School, CASH for short, uh, is the first school that was chosen randomly. And you just text word teacher to 39333 and then follow the steps, and you'll be able to vote for your favorite teacher. So, that's for uh, the gang at Coatesville. So, we would appreciate your participation. And also, got about a half hour left to vote for Louie Knight if you want to for American Idol. And you text the number five to two one five two three, and that's how you do that. I did. I did my voting. Got yes. it in ten times. So, and we got a number of people texting in. They like that kid. What's the number again? It's two one five two three. All right. And his number is five. All right. And it's real easy to do. And I send uh, that text to us, right? 
No, you send it to 21523. Oh, While you're doing that, uh, I'll do a couple of shout-outs if you don't uh, Not a mind. This says, uh, good evening, Presbo. This is from uh, Jessica Flynn, by the way. Uh, she said, I was hoping to get a huge shout-out to those working at the Meals on Wheels in Camden County, New Jersey. My mother is physically handicapped, lives with my 87-year-old gum gum. Uh, they no longer really cook for themselves, so we sign them up for Meals on Wheels. Normally, the workers ring the doorbell and leave the food on the doorstep. Uh, the workers at Camden, Hi, uh, the workers at uh, Camden County, always bring the food in the house for my parents and play with the dog while they listen to my grandmother tell the same story for the three hundredth time. Ah, oh, they're awesome! I couldn't be more thankful for their patience and compassion. Thanks so much. We wet. Jessica Flynn. <laughs> Can we give a full one case? I mean, that's, give a full uh, one? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's above and beyond. All right. Yeah. Go. For Meals yeah. on Wheels. Come on. Squeeze it out. All right. And then there was another one. Empty the tank. Where's the one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, let me do a shout out and then a quick uh, message uh, to the show. Uh, it says, uh, hey, Preston, my name is uh, Grace. I'm emailing to ask about a shout-out for my mom, Patty. Uh, she's been listening to the show since Y100 Days and, and as long as I can remember. Uh, listening to Preston and Steve has been a part of my morning. Uh, might not be a good thing since I'm only a high school freshman. Uh, she even lessens from Nashville, Tennessee every morning. Oh, we love her. While we get ready. I figured I would at least try to get this uh, for her since we weren't able to make it to camp out this year. Uh, but I feel like this would be a really great Mother's Day surprise for her. Anyways, stay safe and rock on this from Grace. So a shout out for for her. Uh, and that's her mom, Patty. All right. And then here's a really uh, cool letter. And it was sent to Casey and the entire crew of the President and Steve show. Uh, and this uh, this is from Jim Chubb. He said, uh, apparently, without my knowledge, my wonderful wife, Robin, as well as my son, Zach, nominated me to be a recipient of a Frontline Hero banner. I truly believe that there are so many more people more deserving than I during these difficult times. Uh, but I'm truly grateful and thankful for this honor. I've been working at the City of Chester Police Department for over 30 years. And, I currently, and currently, I am the captain of our detective division. Uh, we're very busy here. And I have certainly seen a lot more than, than, uh, than normal people see in their entire lifetime. With that being said... Uh, if you ever would like to go for a ride along, just let me know, and I will give you a tour of our wonderful city. I do live in Delco, Glen Olden, uh, so you were the one who delivered the banner to my residence. Uh, my youngest son saw it on the front lawn, and he and my wife blindfolded me and had me walk down the driveway <laughs> to see it. That's great. Uh, you did email my wife, but she did not check her emails for a little while later. Um, with all that being said, I just want to thank you, the entire crew from the President and Steve Show, as well as the gentleman who purchased these banners. That would be Harley at Window Nation. Uh, so a big thank you. I truly believe that you guys need to be recognized as well. And one of these banners should be placed in front of your building uh, as well as placed inside your studio. Thank you so much. And that is from uh, Jim Chubb. So thank you, Jim. We appreciate That's really nice. what you do. And that was a really nice gesture for you to send over to us. I appreciate that. You know what? All right. Also. You got one? Well, no. I, I, I've got some. I got a few things. Maybe if I have time to get this. Some people keep asking about uh, um, this uh, list of Caseyisms. Yes. Oh. Uh, that Kyle has put together. He put a lot of work into it, but we keep having other things pop up. I eventually want to get to that, so maybe I can in a moment. But there were two things I definitely wanted to point out uh, that are kind of junk drawer ish that I just kind of picked up over the the course of the weekend. But you know, on top of Little Richard 
and uh, Jerry Stiller and uh, Roy Horn dying over the weekend. That's the Troika. And the double rainbow guy dying. Oh, that's right. He threw off the uh, the three. <laughs> there was another one, a woman named Mary Pratt. Uh, she apparently was the, I think she was the last surviving member of the original 1943 Rockford Peaches. Aww. Oh my God! From uh, a league of their own, you know, of course, from the all Amer- the American Girls Professional Baseball League. Uh, she also played for the Kenosha Comets. Uh, she was 101 years I'll old. I'll never forget when we first signed Frank Gatra. It was one of the best times I can recall, dude. <laughs> Just being a part of it meant the world to me. <laughs> what an ale! <laughs> I love that sport so much. She was uh, 50 when that interview was conducted. Uh, <laughs> Pratt pitched in the women's league. I pitched in the women's When did I pitch? Them? From 1943 to 1947. Uh, and she was believed to be the last surviving member of the original 1943 Rockford Peaches. I also slept with Kathy Romano's father. <laughs> Man, your dad was a star effort. The league said in a tweet that Pratt's stories, uh, her energy will be missed for a long time. She also taught physical education for 46 years and was inducted into the Boston University Hall of Fame and Boston Garden Hall of Fame as well. So... That was sad. News, you know that whole but... look at that. There's a there's a league that was born of of uh, a war situation and and people you know they may do with a different thing. So when we talk about how we're going to return to sports and if they don't have spectators or so on and so forth, we'll 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 get by. We'll we'll I keep, we'll get back to. I keep thinking back to those days, yeah. World War II, and other really trying times in our history, and and it all. It had its struggles, but it worked out. And I, I think that what we're experiencing right now, I, I think in a, in a lot of in a lot of ways, doesn't compare to even the struggles. Not that even those remotely. Went Not we, even remotely. We, we now it's a different time, and we're we're used to different uh, com- creature comforts. And we have less facial hair. We have less facial hair. I don't know about that. Yeah. The beard's back in a big way. Uh, but um, you know, our struggles are different, and and I I, I just think. We can use people like that as an example. Yes, and that yes. era as an example. My dad. Say that, yes, we can do this. And and the phrase that always comes to mind is what my mother, on, on Mother's Day, remembering a phrase she would always say, this too shall pass, and it will. Mm-hmm. And uh, look at that. She got a movie made out, uh, you know, about her existence and all that stuff, and now she's dead. No, no. And now <laughs> she's, uh, but she's, it, historically speaking, what a mark on, on sports. There was a, uh... There was a tweet from George Takei over the weekend. I don't know if you saw it or not. No, I did not. I do follow him. There, there are some people that are um, uh, boycotting Costco because they're requiring you to wear yeah. a, a face covering. And he was he, he was like, "Look, I you know I, I was in I was in a an American internment camp. camp. Yeah. And if you're if you're saying that this is a real oppression that you're wearing a mask, if you try to have a little perspective, you know, I look at it this way. If you don't want to do it, and I, I get it, I get some people who have, if they're out and they're in, remotely and they don't want to wear a mask, but think about the employees who are there, yes, who are stocking the shelves and doing that stuff, and the amount of people that they're encountering on a daily basis. If you could take that little extra effort to ensure their health, 
Yeah. It's, I think, you know, if you can frame it that way and think about it in that perspective, that's the way you approach it. Because they're there all day as people are shuffling in and out. Or as Kenny said, just wear the damn mask. (laughs) All right. Now, here's another story. You mentioned sports, Steve. Uh, Greg Hardy, the UFC. Yeah. Uh, um, They they had a fight over the weekend. UFC uh, 249 or had a, uh, you know, an event. It's Uh, wild. No crowd. uh, And Greg Hardy ended up winning the uh, heavyweight bout. He... He he said that having no crowd was a game changer because he could hear uh, Daniel Colmier and and uh, Joe Rogan yeah. their commentary and he used it because they were they were they were doing it like they normally would for a televised event. They're talking to right. the audience, but the fighters could hear them. And he was taking advice from uh, is it Colmier? Is that how you say it, or Colmier? I'm not maybe say Colmier. I don't know all the uh, the ins and outs of the of the UFC. But he heard what he was saying, and he actually listened to him, and he That's said it was crazy. a game changer. He said, thank God for not having the crowd. Shout out to DC. <laughs> he said, I heard him tell me to check him, that I needed to figure out how to check it, so I started trying to check him, and it was a game changer. So apparently, what he was talking about specifically was he was taking a lot of kicks to the leg. Dude, and that can take you out right, right, right. Yeah. And he essentially said, uh, Hardy's got to check those kicks. And so he heard him saying that, and he started, wow, okay, maybe I should do that, and he did. So stop and think about this. Yeah. The normal crowd noise would drown out what yeah. what these commentators yeah. are saying. Yeah. During a fight, they he was able to incorporate the commentary and suggestions of the color, color commentators and employ it to win a match. Yeah. That's pretty insane. And I, why is he not listening to his own quarter, corner? Well, I, I think that... That's what I was thinking about too. Listen, you can you have your guys in your corner yeah. yelling at you while you're fighting, so you're getting advice. You're mm-hmm. getting good advice as it is. Uh, but uh, you know, he's a former champion, that he, so yeah. you know maybe he's yeah. listened to him. <laughs> and it sucks because I mean, truth be told, Greg Hardy is a terrible human being. He's a woman beater and all that sort of stuff. Like, I, oh, yeah. Really? oh yeah, I didn't yeah. Know he, that. Used to, he used to play in the NFL. He's out of the NFL. Wow. Because nobody would sign him because uh, he's got a long checkered history. He used to play, I believe, for the Panthers. And then, of course, the Dallas Cowboys signed him. <laughs> well, um, there you Enough said. <laughs> enough said. All right, Cormier is how you say it. It Cormier. is Cormier. Okay, okay texting good. in. Um, so, yeah, and I, I, I was saying the same thing, too. You know, you could you can hear advice from elsewhere. And when we were, you know, sparring in, in uh, Krav, you would hear people... They they would give you advice right. on, on why you're fighting. You know, the, give why, up. Watch it. Stop it. You're, you're <laughs> give up. You're submit. A, you're a wet noodle. <laughs> submit. Yes. Uh, but you he, weren't meant for this. He was paying attention. Yeah, and and it, so which <laughs> has it, there's a larger discussion to be had here. But when you do have, you know, the crowd noise and everything masks so much. So let's say the NFL. You know, and this is what's everything's on track for this. Yeah. Um. You know, crowdless. NFL games, you know, not simply just placing a a a, 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 a sheet over your face or a, an eight by uh, uh, eleven uh, card over your face is right. not going to obscure as things are being yelled out or little little messages are being said from player to player. That's going to be an issue, it, right? It, I mean, it could be. I, I, you know, obviously, you know, the coaches are, you know. 50, 60 yards apart from each other. Right. I don't know how far uh, sideline the sideline is. But uh, so they're probably not going to be able to hear each other. However, um, you know, if a player uh, on the opposing on the field, on, yeah. Yeah, on the field, on the opposing team is close enough to the sidelines, yeah. Yeah. He can hear, I mean, 
Play calling? Here. Play calling, all yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, it, those guys are so, they do so much homework in between games that, uh, you know, that um, when they see things line, I, it's, it's all misdirection, and it's all, like, deception and stuff like that. Well, but you, could, you could employ it on, you could, as much as it might be a detriment, you could employ it to your benefit. You could. You get uh, like in um, Princess Bride, you yeah. know. You're like, let's you run know. the Princess Bride. Here. <laughs> let's run the Princess. Wait, Bride I don't here. know what the Princess Bride reference. Uh, During the football game in Princess oh, Bride. Oh, okay. Any football game? Anybody the Walla Poodle? No, the Wallace Shawn thing, where it's like you know you're trying to de- deceive one another. It's oh, like, wait a second, okay. are they saying that because they want us to and hear that? They had a football game. <laughs> They had a football game? I'm, I'm your grandfather. I'm very old. And I'm Cena. And then the NFL came in. And then they... What about the, the whole fairy tale thing? That's part of it. That, yeah. They're but, in the stands watching now. But the game. But the game is yeah. very important. <laughs> You're watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't... What, what other sport would lend itself to, um, you know, the crowd noise being a mask or being a cover... Uh, baseball for revealing. So, I don't. Baseball is pretty quiet. Um, you know, during the game, there's not much uh, uh, until something happens. It's, well, it's stealing quiet. you can steal signs. Throw us, throw a slider. <laughs> but there's not a constant. Uh, there's not a constant crowd murmur going on a baseball game. It's pretty quiet. Yeah, it is pretty quiet. I'm yeah. trying to. You know. I don't. I think football has its issues. Yeah, I think that that would probably be the one. I think that you know we we're, we're obviously the play is the thing. The play is the thing in everything, but I mean, soccer is not going to be too detrimental. And then also to the point, as these things are um, broadcast, uh, do you add? Do you add crowd? Ambiance, possibly. Do you add now? No. The one thing, the one thing about, I would say no to that. Yeah, the one thing about UFC compared to you know the NFL and all that stuff is is the. The commentators are ringside. Princess Bride. Princess Bride. Princess Bride. You know what would be great is if if instead of a, a sound effect, they just have a guy on the, on the PA system that just goes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> on those big speakers, it might sound legit. I think it would. I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually, you know, you, you, you just hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the, hi. I'm I'm the yeah. guy from I'm the, the crowd uh, from the oh link God, from the you? crowd. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, me. Yeah, I, know, yeah, I, know. I know. I know. Thank you. You want fifty thousand signatures? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but anyhow, uh, yeah, he was able to use that uh, that advice or just listening in, and uh, he said for him personally, it was a game changer. The wildest thing is watching these wrestling matches oh, where, where there's there's. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and it's really it, it sounds like it, what they call the uh, what the uh, um, uh, when they add the sound effects. What's the uh, the technical oh term? yeah 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 yeah. What's, God, I can't believe I'm having it. I know what you're talking about the foley artist. Foley artist. Yeah. It sounds like foley artists applying <laughs> a fight sound for a movie. It's well, crazy. The the drama in between matches is the part that's oh my it beca- god. It, now it, be, it it sounds more like a scripted uh-huh. uh like an Arthur Miller play. Right. You were never there for me. Right, right. Well. <laughs> All right, well, anyhow, a couple of interesting stories. All right, do you want to get some Casey-isms? Sure. All right. I'm... <laughs> uh, this is from uh, Cat Shirt Kyle. Uh, and he, he listens to the podcast, and he writes down m- things that Casey says. He's amazing. Uh, yes. The... 
same guy that did this last time? Oh, yeah. He's done it a couple times. He's done it two more, a couple of other times. I think the last go around I didn't even get a chance to get to so these are really recent ones now I know case you you squirm these are loving these are not no I know yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. all right but I'll just I'll read a couple of these and you, uh, <laughs> you guys let me know uh, if you remember them or if anything uh you know the context of them rings a bell so yeah. here's one uh here's one from Casey and it was on uh April 18th of 2018 okay when asking how eggs stay fresh not knowing when they were laid he said I guess we just chance it. I mean, chickens don't have refrigerators. <laughs> it's true. I, like, it I, is true. It is true. I don't. I, I. I need to understand the context of what I was saying because well, that the, could have been brilliant. It's, it's brilliant. <laughs> the observation is very astute. It's the context not, was asking how eggs stay fresh and not knowing when they were laid. Yeah, right. So, yeah. so if it, you're, the point is, is do you refrigerate probably eggs, and and how do we know? The, the chickens don't have refrigerators. That's a very astute assessment. By the way, I need I need a little stinger for each okay. time uh, that I that I read one of these. Something to kind of put a little button on it, Case. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, what are you thinking? Uh, oh, I don't know. I've I, I don't have anything in mind. A sound effect of some type, not a uh, not an audio thing or not okay. a uh, not a voice thing. Uh, but it could be a uh, here. Do the Jetsons fly by? Or no? The, all right, I, any I one of those it sounds good. Right. Okay, you want me to try another one? Yeah. All right, here we go. <laughs> Uh, this one, it's short and this is from, uh, August of 2019. I never walk around in just my underpants. <laughs> that one's kind of lame. Yeah, that's kind of lame. All right. Here's another one from that same month. When reflecting on cutting a pineapple correctly, I haven't tried it yet, but it's kind of like how I saw the video of the monkeys peeling a banana upside down. <laughs> No, I do remember no. that one because if you see a pineapple, you know, they have like little notches and nubs on them and stuff. And they're, those little notches, nubby things, you're, you're supposed to like pull it out. Like, so each. Huh? Somebody pull up a video so Preston can describe it. So when I saw really? a monkey eating a banana, I realized that when I saw a monkey eating a banana, I realized that we all open our bananas upside down the wrong way, you're, right, uh, or right side up. But you're supposed to open it upside down. You figure a monkey's going to know the best way to open a banana. Thank you. Totally. That's, that's yeah. what Most they do. Most efficient way to. Open um, a banana. But the Who internet comes to pineapples in the dark. <laughs> the internet told me and taught me a, a way to actually eat pineapple, which you know usually you just sort of eat you, it or cut it. Both. Both. I mean, uh, well, you're actually, you're not supposed to cut. I guess you have to make an initial cut, but then after that, you could just grab those little nubs and you basically tear the pieces out. And, the pineapple nubs? Yeah. You, you when you're saying the, the nub, if, uh, uh, describe the nub. All right. Uh, I, like, uh, we're oh, okay. Like the little sections, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah so okay. Those little nubs are indeed sections of the pineapple. Uh, the pineapple that looks like too much work. Yeah, it, does. it does look a, like way too much work. Yeah, really? and he's making a mess of it. It's not it's coming out. It's stupid, and I hate I this guy for doing it. I don't think you're going to get the most of the pineapple doing it that way, Case. Okay. All right. All right, anyhow, moving on. Uh, let's. I'm going to skip around to, to ones that I, that I find are, are kind of entertaining. All right. Uh, when discussing pooping at someone else's home, uh, Casey said, when Jim Antez has a dream involving pooping, he'll play the lottery numbers 393 boxed. It's come out more times than not. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Well, that's that, because his, was, that, that was that actually related to something else. A book, right? Yeah, yeah. His grandmom had a dream book, and uh, each dream 
it basically had like a, a lottery number associated with it. And, and, and what often, and that was always the impetus by hook or crook to mm-hmm. go play the lottery, correct? Play, play the evening number for two weeks, right? So, And what, what decided that number? Uh, poop. All right. The poop Dream. number, uh, uh, poop dreams, Yep. play the number 393. Okay. Or 933. Okay. But you got to box it. All right, here, here's some other. This, this is a better one. Okay. All right. Uh, the correct version of Connie is Constance. It's not like Bonnie is short for Bonstance. <laughs> Don't right. do the laugh. Do, do one of these. Oh, one of these ones? Yeah, instead. All right, so here you go. That Wait, actually, we, we have to have better. You, you have better ones Let than me I see do. what I can find, though. All right. You can keep going. All right, here's another one. This is a short one. <laughs> Billy Joe Armstrong has none hair. <laughs> there you go. That's what I like that. Uh, here's another Caseyism. I only practice Braille at ATM machines. <laughs> These are all very recent. I remember that one. This yeah. is in April. That's because obviously that's when you you want to take your Braille chops out for a spin. It also doesn't make sense that they have that in drive-through ATMs. That's mm. what I always thought. Yep. <laughs> I used to do that in my routine. Yep. How the hell you How the hell you driving up? Yep. Uh, here's another Caseyism. When discussing Tyler Perry's random acts of kindness, he said. I feel like I need to watch the Medea movies now to support him. I mean, I've watched movies made by <laughs> reprehensible people. <laughs> it's true, though. You have. Hey, right? uh, by the way, uh, Nick has lost uh, connection to the studio. Just wanted to let you guys oh. know. That. Okay. Damn uh, here's another one that says, uh, when referencing New Jersey, he said, you look over and you see the beautiful New York skyline, or you can look over and see the beautiful Philadelphia skyline from Jersey. But when you're in New York, what do you look over and see? Hoboken? <laughs> give us something to look at is what I'm saying. Just give us something to look at. Right? It's depressing, right? It's, you're just giving us Hoboken. It's not We the need best. more. Yeah. We, need, we need you to step up your game. Right? Believe it or not, some New Jersey people get upset at that. I love New Jersey. Don't get me wrong. Right. I'm just saying, just you know, clean up your... your Get your ass together. Get your crap together. Get your skyline together. Build Thank some you. buildings for yeah. crying out loud. Yeah, pretty no, ma- no matter what it takes. Not dumps. All right, here's another one, and I love this one. He said, most of the Smurfs only had the personality of their names. There weren't any layering to their character. There wasn't any layering to their character. I probably said weren't, but, you know. <laughs> but uh, honestly, like, Grumpy Smurf was... Only grumpy, right? Mm-hmm. There was no nuance. Yeah. there was not a day when you catch him where he'd be pleasant. Yeah, he, but they, they, but again, when you you have a name assigned to you, the onus is on you to be grumpy, right? I guess you're right. Uh, here's another <laughs> Caseyism when talking about the Cure, the band. Yes, I figured I wouldn't like their music because of how their fans dressed. <laughs> right, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's actually that's actually. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, if, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. didn't like the people that were drawn to a particular, I mean, look at how hippies dress and and the way people react to right. that music. It's like, oh, I get it. All I right. totally get it. All right, there's only a couple more. All, All right, right. Uh, there's that. another Caseyism, <clears throat> which was uh, from February of this year. He thinks that Octo Mom's vagina should play the little monster in the new Little Shop of Horrors film. Oh my god, <laughs> that's legit. <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty good. Uh, I like this one. <laughs> Casey noted that his cigarettes were found by his dad in the glove box, and he blamed them on his friend Reggie. And then Steve noted that it was similar to the Brady Bunch. Casey's response was, Greg Brady's friend name was Reggie? 
What was it though? <laughs> Wait, did Greg Brady get caught smoking? He yeah, got, there were cigarettes. He bought. They they both had similar jackets. Yeah. And Greg took his friend's jacket, and there were cigarettes in the in the pocket, oh. and that caused a big issue. Yep. But but uh, uh, Alice only found it was Alice that found it, right? I don't and, remember. And the I, other it pocket happened was in a crack front- pipe. <laughs> <laughs> it happened in front of a couple of people. Yes, because I remember the cigarettes fell out, and like the look on Greg's face was like. Oh man! Don't find my porn. Yeah, <laughs> don't find my don't find my butt plugs. And then uh, the last one was uh, Nick had said Casey can talk to anyone about anything, and Casey's response was, "Yeah, it's all an act, though. I'm dying on the inside." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all new. Yeah. They're pretty new. That's cool. Caseyisms. <laughs> thank so, you. Thought I'd pass those along. Isn't that painful? And thank you to uh, Cat Shirt Kyle. Uh, for Catcher Kyle. Faithful listener and uh, putting that, that list together. We appreciate it. <laughs> there was another group. Uh, are we, J- Justin's okay. You're, we're going to come back, right? We're, when we yeah, get back. Okay, yeah. Can I go through another thing that's show related? Yeah. So this was uh, from a guy named Diggs. And he said, uh, I'm an everyday listener. I've been trying to keep track of your offhand thought. Wrote that down. That's a great band name. Oh. Uh, for the past year and a half. And I thought it might be cool to see if you can remember any on-air origins for any of these. Uh, I crack up reading the list sometimes and have been used for, I've used them for fantasy football names. Oh, man, this is great. thank you. So he's got a list of these because I say I'm going to write them down. But you never do. I never do. I write a few of them down. uh, And uh, we're supposed to see if we can remember any of these, okay? So here's here's a few of the Preston band names. Uh, The Meat Sweats. Stand, um, we could have mentioned that one about a thousand times. Yeah, uh, the Gooey Centers. I do remember that, oh, but cool. I don't remember fun? the origin okay. of it. Uh, there's another one called Meth Tooth. <laughs> Again, could have had that many times. Yeah. Um, Dead Man Switch. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Wait. Dead Mid- Man Switch is the um, as on a what is like that on a train, train or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the conductor yeah, yeah. all of a sudden lets go. The, you know the it stops uh, the Dead Man Switch. Okay. Yeah, okay. Come in. Uh, there's, uh, let's see here, Midnight Meat Train. <laughs> well, that's a movie. I don't remember that. Yeah. Oh, was it, uh, Bradley Cooper was Bradley in Cooper, that? Bradley Cooper, yeah. Okay. Midnight Meat Train? Yeah. yeah. It was a real... It's a real movie. Uh, oh, wow. Clive Barker, the uh, horror author. Okay. Uh, Hot Fruit is another one. <laughs> oh, that's, um... because I hate, uh... Oh, yes! Kathy, any, any fruit... Pie. ...like fillings yeah, that yeah, are yeah. heated up, hates Kathy it. hates them. Hot Fruit, so there you go. All right. Uh, Redwood Man Squirrels. <laughs> I like that one. I don't remember any of these. Redwood Man, man Squirrels. <laughs> I like it. Uh, the Withering Testicles. Uh, wow. f- fraudulent Gimps. <laughs> uh, rat Van. I remember Rat, rat van. van. Yeah. Uh, there was a van that had lots of rats in it. I think so. Yeah. Uh, Twizzler Chum. Interesting. Twizzler Chum. Yeah, I don't remember that. Uh, bloody death mist. I don't remember that. Oh, the bloody death mist is from the the uh, haunted locations, and it's a place. I think it's in um, maybe it's in Germantown or where the there was a stain on the on the wall. Yes, and uh, like a blood stain, and it would yeah. move around the house. I remember that. And uh, bloody death mist. Good band name. Uh, this one came from Casey. The punchable faces. Yeah, yeah. I remember that one. 
Who were you talking about? I probably was talking about um, the Jeopardy contestants in the Jane in Goodall the, in, in the Tournament of Champions. That was uh, it. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Which is kind of not fair because I think Ken Jennings is not that doesn't have a punch. But I said Brad Rutter has the least punchable face of them all. But really, it's James Holzhauer has. He, anyway, right. I should probably take that back. Here's another one: uh, live bait and pregnancy test. <laughs> Okay, so oh, that that's a do- good band name. What is was it, Cap? Dollar Store? Dollar Store, yep. I think. Live yep. bait and pregnancy test. You get a pregnancy test at the dollar store, <laughs> and, and I guess we assumed you could get live bait, too. I don't remember. Uh, impossible meatloaf. I don't remember what that <laughs> I was. I think we were probably talking about the Impossible Burger and the Impossible Meat being oh, you. Yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Impossible Meatloaf. Good name for a band. <laughs> uh, here's one we all know. Bear Watch. Bear Watch. That could be a good band name. I got name. them all. Yeah. yeah wait, 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 get too much. Holy big. mama. Holy, <laughs> Holy no way. Holy no way. <laughs> Holy mama. Bear Watch. <laughs> Holy mama. I met him, by the Dog. way. Dog. We did. We, we did. He came, he came by. Yeah. Oh. Dog. The okay. bear. Oh, that's it. Hit it again. Dog. The bear. <laughs> Dog, yeah, the bear. He was here in our studio. Did yeah. he come here first, or did I go see him? We had him on the phone no at the camp out for hunger. Right. Then, then, then he came by the studio. Then he came by the studio, but I don't remember when you Dog, went. the bear. And when you spent time with him. Well, he works at the Apple Store in Delaware, and so I was getting my wife an, uh, uh, an iPhone, okay. and I wanted to save money on tax free shopping. Gotcha. And, and so I went to the lovely state of Delaware. <laughs> I, well, so, that is that story. I didn't realize how far away it was here, Kyle. I hope I, you're <laughs> uh, taking notes now, Kyle. No, but I didn't realize how far away because it was in Newcastle, Delaware. And I was thinking that it was pretty close to Wilmington. And like an hour into oh, Delaware, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. I can, oh. Yeah, Newcastle's a No, I made quite a mistake. <laughs> oh. I did. <laughs> oh, the bear. Is he saying dog the bear? It sounds like dog. It says it's written here as dog the bear. Dog the bear. But I think he's saying dog <laughs> dog the bear. Just like a dog. Dog the bear. The bear. Dog. <laughs> dog. Dog the bear. Dog. All right. So Bear Watch is a good band name. Another one is uh, Bear Watch. Here's another name. Uh, they both like concrete. <laughs> I couldn't tell you what that I, was. I can. Do you remember this? Okay. Face tattoo guys that I met at the uh, the tattoo <laughs> convention. Dave and the other guy. It usually comes from my me assessing something that you've said. Go ahead. Uh, and, and, and they both like concrete. Was well, it? they they lay concrete, and you thought I said they both like concrete. Uh, but they both lay as a, as a career. <laughs> right. Concrete. And we thought, wow, that's an odd thing to say. Both, both these gentlemen concrete. Oh, love concrete. Here, somebody says fraudulent gimp was when there were other people that were copying the uh, the gimp outfit at the Comic-Con uh, from Pulp, the gimp from Pulp Fiction. Fraudulent, fraudulent gimp. gimp. You don't want and that. Here, somebody wrote down three other ones that they kept track of. It says vigilant flosser, Bombay boarding school, and koala poop soup. <laughs> God, those are good. They're good. Honestly, if we we could have a, a giant repository of these names and sell it to uh, up and coming bands, <laughs> here's another one: Urban Gulls. Uh, another one that is Flemmy, and then later Flemmy Two. Apparently, uh, I like this one, Steve. I like this Mushy by Nature. <laughs> and you, I remember what I forgot what you were talking about specifically. You said that that it's Mushy by, by Nature. nature. And I was like, that's a band name right there. Did it have to do with the yogurt? Might have. Because, you know, my thing no with mushy. the Acme yogurt is uh, no mushy. Yeah. Mushy by nature. With a parfait. 
And the, then, the parfaits are excellent. Acme. And then the last one is Bloody Murray and the Jewy Centers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was we were that's you you had gotten into this this you were mispronouncing words. It was two in one day. Yeah. Two in probably the same segment. Yeah, about- I was trying to say Chewy Center, and I said Jewy Center, <laughs> and then I talked about having a Bloody Mary, and it came up Bloody Murray, and I just, like, it was one of those days, man. What did we determine a Bloody Murray would be? There was an actual concoction that went into the... It, that it would have Manischewitz <laughs> instead of uh, vodka or something like that? A Bloody Murray. the Bloody Murray. <laughs> Jesus. And we, we had... Um, what a what a disgrace we are. Wanting people to come up with an actual good recipe for a Bloody Murray, but, you know... We never really heard anything back from legitimate <laughs> bartenders. Uh, so thank you to uh, Diggs. Yeah, that was nice, uh, man. Jason is his name uh, for hanging on to those uh, those band names, which is uh, really cool. So, All right, well, listen, I want to go ahead and take a break because we have a few things left to do before uh, our time is up today. Number one, we're going to be talking to uh, Justin Guarini. Yes. Uh, who has uh, had a successful run on American Idol, obviously, the very, very first season. We were already talking to Louis Knight, who is in the final seven right now. Get his take on what uh, Louis is experiencing. Though Louis is experiencing a different dynamic with yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Performing from home. Uh, and uh, MMR's Rock Refund is coming up one more time, a little less than an hour from now. We'll come back in just a moment, so make sure that you stay with us for all of it and more. It's a tumultuous time, yet essential employees go to work day and night to make our lives better, including the healthcare pros, delivery and SEPTA drivers, grocery, pharmacy, sanitation, and janitorial workers. And we thank our police, EMTs, and firefighters. WMMR is here for you, too. Friendly, familiar voices playing everything that rocks. Live, local hosts around the clock. So whenever you need a break from cable news for taking a walk or just getting outside or just to keep your workday moving, we are here for you on your radio, smart speaker, and the MMR app. Where you won't find us is on your credit card bill. We're in this together, and we wouldn't have it any other way. 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. We're going to get uh, Justin Guarini on in just a moment. Yep, that's a little sweet. What was that move you were doing just now? I, I was dancing. Did it look cool? No, no. it looked weird. Okay, no. I thought so. No. You, you were going like this. Yeah. It's hard to explain on the radio, but it was doing... It was like a fat snake. Is that what that yeah. was? Yeah, that's what I call it. Fat okay. snake. Ooh, seductive. I'm doing yeah. the fat snake. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Curious about that. You're, I, th- I thought there's something was wrong with your neck. No. Okay. No, there's nothing wrong with my neck, bro. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, just checking. I was just getting down. That's all, man. That, that Get music, down with your yeah. bad self. Yeah. Why not? That's a good thing. Uh, we have a guest. <laughs> oh, man. We have a guest on the line. Okay. Uh, How can you top that? Well, <laughs> with him, him with the fat snake. The fat snake. Okay, yeah. uh, we spoke to Louie Knight just a little while ago, local gentleman who is in the top seven of American Idol. Uh, and our next guest is a good friend of the show. Uh, and he was there from the beginning of that program, man. Literally, yes. Made it all the way down as, as the runner-up for the whole thing. Uh, and he's been on the program many, many, many times. We love him to death. Please welcome Mr. Justin Guarini hey! to the show. Hey, Justin. Can you hear me? Yes. You okay? Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, no, I'm not okay. I'm actually hiding in one of my spare bedrooms. Um you didn't mention my name on the air, did you? Yes, I, I did, unfortunately, did. yes. Oh, my God, I'm 
I'm screwed. My kids are big fans of the show. Oh. My children are trying to kill me. My children are trying to kill They're me. They're trying to kill call you? Oh, dear God. Call, call someone. Please. <laughs> Listen, there's a lot of, <laughs> lot of people going yeah. through that. How are you, my man? Yeah. Oh, man. I am doing everything I can to stay sane, and it's barely working. <laughs> it's barely working. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> so so who all's in the house with you? Oh, feels like feels like my entire family. I come from an Italian family, and yeah. there's a lot of us. No, it's just uh, my wife and I and the three kids. And, that's uh, enough. That's, that's yeah. enough. How, that's how, enough. Old are they, how old are they, Justin? <laughs> uh, I got a 13 year old daughter, a nine year old, and six year old son. A okay. seven year old son. Sorry. Hey, at least yeah. you're not changing diapers right now. You know. Hey, no, I understand that, and I know there are people on my block who have newborns and little babies who are still, you know, every day attempting to accidentally kill themselves, <laughs> and so I am lucky. I feel so lucky that I'm not going through that, but uh, how are you guys feeling? I mean, what, what's life like for you with the, with the quarantine and having to stay six feet apart? Well, we're st- you know, we're still going to work every day, so we're, we're a little bit different than some people who are either having to work at home or aren't working at all, obviously, and they're, they're dealing with some serious issues, but... So our routine, personally, has been pretty straight ahead, except for Nick and Kathy, because they are at home. We've thinned out the numbers a tad bit just to yeah. mi- minimize contact and so on. But, uh, and really, they're kind of slackers anyway. Yeah, well, well, that's honestly, true. that's true. We, we thought they were the most likely to have diseases that were communicable. <laughs> we can't really harmonize, so <laughs> right. it was whoever couldn't do that had to go home. <laughs> Right. Yeah, hey, you got to fit in the herd somehow. Oh <laughs> exactly, and we figured they were the riskiest elements. But there, there is a, a, there is a plan afoot to re um, reintroduce them back into the studio in a little while. So. Yeah. Hey, nice. so we so we had I had mentioned earlier we had Louis Knight. He's in the 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 final seven on American yeah. Idol. Do you keep one ear on what's going on or on Idol, or have you just kind of over? It? Okay. I do. No, I do. And and really, it's through mostly social media. And I love the fact that Idol has, you know, really taken the bull by the horns and decided, hey, we're going to continue on and we're going to make this um, something awesome, even though we are not able to get together in the studio. And I see as I scroll through Instagram, mostly, I see the performances that, that these kids are putting on in the most ridiculous. I mean, look, being on American Idol and in Hollywood and the lights and the goods and the glamour is ridiculous anyway, but then having to do all this, but do it from home without an audience to get that sort of reaction, that juice from is, is unbelievably ridiculous. And, and they're doing a phenomenal job. It is, it is wild in the sound quality and the fact that they, you know, we were yeah. talking, you know, to Louie and, and uh, they, they send these lighting packages and this, this equipment oh, yeah. and, and they're pulling it together yeah. sort of on the fly, but it works. Exactly. Well, it's kind of like we've gone all the way back to 2002, and it's like the first season, again, nobody knows if it's going to work. Sure. Nobody knows what's going to happen. And so they're all flying by the seat of their pants. And, and it's amazing to see how not only they, but just people in general have adapted to this whole situation. Yeah, so you had to, like for the results shows, regardless of whether or not you – make it to the next round or the next level, you have to be ready to perform that night, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. Because if you do, um, I think if you do get kicked off, there's a whole say goodbye via the majesty of song. And so you got to go while you're singing. So absolutely, yeah, you have to be prepared at all times. And so I just love what they're doing, how they're doing it. And uh, really, just my my hats off to them for innovating. All right, so I got a question for you. Just uh, we obviously know the obvious differences now because of the the lockdown, the pandemic. But um, Louis, the first time we had him on, he had mentioned that um, you know the basically the producers knew about him and sought him out prior to the initial auditions. Was that mm-hmm. how they did it with with you as well? Did- uh, I'm not aware. Uh, that they did it that way. I think they were given about five or six dollars from uh, the original broadcasting company that they went with. Right. So yeah. Like, oh, put this into. It. I mean, the ad was super cheap. The TV ad was super cheap, and then the website barely worked, and and so <laughs> links didn't work, and all that. So I think that no, they just cast the net as wide and as far as they could. But now that everyone knows what the show is. Now that it, uh, there are uh, a bajillion other shows that are kind of like it or variations of it, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they employed different methods and, and went after kids uh, in, in a different way. But regardless, I mean, the quality is there. Yeah. And I think that there are some phenomenal people, um, including our local uh, hometown boy. Yeah, because I, I know that uh, part of the charm in the beginning was getting those gems of terrible, terrible, terrible auditions, and they kind of right. they, they don't have as they didn't have as much as that the last couple of years. So I just wasn't yeah, sure. Yeah, I and, mean, think about it. Think about it like a marriage. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like you got to, you're, you're dating at first, and that's all great, and no one can do any wrong, and it's fun. And then look, here we are. What are we? Gosh, it's sixteen, seventeen, eighteen years later. <laughs> you know, there's only yeah. It's also the dynamic of the judges and you have to shift, you know, you have the, the Simon Cowell aspect and all that stuff. And that was at the right. beginning and the, the sort of acerbic take on, on, uh, you know, your William Hungs and all that stuff. But now it's, it's just different animal. It's funny because we've said, you know, unless we have <laughs> joked about having skin in the game where, you know, Preston's not much of a fan of these shows and I'm not, I remember the first mm-hmm. season I kind of, well, your season, I did get tied up into it. You know, I'm a, from Justin to Kelly fan through and through. <laughs> so, so, uh, you know, so I, I, I get it, but the, we, then this, the, within about a month ago, a couple of weeks ago, we ran our own isolation idol contest and sure as hell, man, we got caught up in it because the local talent, people come out and they have this incredible stuff. And you're like, Jesus, this, there are a lot of talented people out there. So this the, the show like this does matter yeah. in getting that um, that exposure. I wonder if at this point, Justin, do you think it's it's a knife that cuts both ways, though? Because there's been so, as you said, there are so many pretenders to the throne now that yeah. uh, it just becomes one of a, a whole cluster of shows. Does it, while it can impact you, does it still carry the weight? that it's always carried, or is it different? Well, I think it's definitely different. Uh, It certainly carries weight because, you know, if you can get in front of half a million people, a million people, two million, however many millions of people watching, then, then look, you're, you're good to go. I think the thing now isn't, oh, I need my big break because anybody can become famous right now. Right. Uh, There's, there's the ability to get your message out to the entire world now, unlike in 2002 when people were like, um, what's this, the, the Facebook, what's that? Like (laughs) now, now, now it's like, there's, 
so much noise. And so the, the challenge is cutting through that noise. Yeah. And then once you cut through that noise on American Idol, you know, people think they know what uh, to expect. But once you cut through that noise, it's then about differentiating yourself, saying, okay, look, yes, I sing, uh, um, I'm singing all these cover tunes, and sure, I fit into a category that other people have fit into, pop, rock, whatever it is, you know, from past seasons, but how am I different? And at the end of the day, what matters is their stories, right? Their stories have always been, our stories have always been what has sold um, uh, our, our, our thing, on American Idol, right? And so now we have to focus that much more on their stories, and that's what pulls us in. Because, look, they're all going to be talented. They're all going to be beautiful or handsome or whatever, but it's their story and their ability to tell that story through the songs that they choose yeah. that's going to help them. And then you know what? When it's when it's all said and done, when they've done their last performance on whatever show they're on, whether it be American Idol yeah. or The Voice or whatever, whether they've come in first or like Jennifer Hudson came in seventh place. Um, what it really boils down to after you performed your, your performances are over, whether or not you have the chops to, to write a song and to actually, you know, um, not just lyrically, but like tonally and, and melodically and all that sort of stuff. Like, I mean, it really goes to show like how hard it really is to write original music well judging by the amount of people who have won and have gone on to oblivion Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's apparently very difficult because i honestly it's the thing we joke about you know you you know you think of all the people who've won and all the people who didn't win who've done far better as casey was just pointing out yeah what you've already done is you've you've already established to america that you can carry a tune right that you you are one of the best singers in the world now if if you're raised by wolves that's going to help you win But after that, you need to get uh, either you're a, a great song crafter yourself or you get the right team behind you or whatever, um, you know, to, to have a longer lasting career. Justin, I want to ask, what were you in the middle of uh, that, that got shut down in the middle of, uh, of this lockdown, this, this quarantine and the pandemic? Well, I want to address something that you said before, and then I'll definitely tell you about all of that. Yeah, it's not just about writing a good song. It's, again, I go back to that story. It is how you can tell your story, whether that song or whether for, you know, Jennifer Hudson, it's mostly through her acting. Obviously, she won an Oscar. You know, it's all about how can you tell your story using social media, using all the tools that we now have to get out there. Because you get the huge leg up when you're on the show, but then... In order to stay, you've got to be able to hold people's attention, and, and the best way to do that is, is through your story. But then what I was, to answer your second question, what I was in the middle of, oh, I was going to Broadway in a brand-new musical. Get this. It was uh, what is um, known as the Britney Spears musical. The Britney Spears. What? This thing? Yeah, I read about yeah. this. Now- now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It is not autobiographical, all right? So I would not be playing Kevin Federline or anything like that. That's the first question that was going to come out of somebody's mouth over there. Kevin Federline, but it's more like an appreciation, right? Yes, no, it is. What it is is basically we have um, – we use a story that incorporates all the fairy tale characters that you know and love with the heart of Britney Spears' hit and the soul of uh, Betty Friedan um, <laughs> and and her sort of uh, a movement – 
the feminist movement as well as just the empowerment uh, of people all across the globe. So well, it's a beautiful show, and and I'm I'm hoping that we can get it together uh, sooner rather than. All right. Well, let me ask you that: Are you playing Justin Timberlake? Yeah. I am not playing anybody in Britney's life. All right. I just figured you kind of look like him. I thought maybe, you know. Same person, same person. But, like, yeah, no, I, this year was going to be an amazing year for me. I had uh, uh, the Britney Spears musical going to Broadway. I was going to be a presenter on one of the biggest award shows uh, in the world. There was so much stuff that was happening. But... At the end of the day, it all got shut down, and I, mm. like most everybody, walked around in the fog for the first couple of weeks, like, what do I do? What do I do? And then I got hit with this insane idea of, like, wait a minute, because all my friends were bringing on their shiny friends onto, like, because everybody's got a show now. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's got an Instagram show, Facebook show. And so they were bringing all their friends online, their shiny friends, and, and talking about quarantine and what's going on and what are you doing and how are you feeling. And I said, well, wait, what's, like – What's like everybody else doing? What's everybody else going through? And the people who aren't like either famous or out there, whatever you want to call that, what, what are their lives like? And so I started going on my Instagram and saying, hey, come on live with me and just tell me again your story, like I said before, right? What's your story? What's going on? And so many people came on and they told me their stories, you know, things like they were frontline workers uh, working in a hospital in Virginia and, and just – just starting to see the first huge wave of patients coming in or, or somebody else who was a pharmacist or someone else who was just sitting around and, and didn't know what to do. And all of a sudden, so I started gathering people's stories. And then I had an extremely insane idea to give out my number to people <laughs> so that they could text me wow. their stories and I could read them online. And so I did that. I, I literally have put my number out there. And if you don't mind, I'd, I'd like to share it with everyone. Give it. By all means. Give it. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah? Cool. So if you want to text me, um, all you have to do is dial 310-510-6034. 310-510-6034. That comes directly to my cell phone. And basically what I'm doing is I'm gathering people's stories, seeing where they are, um, and really building this community, which I call the Community of Hope. And it's just awesome I've gotten so many amazing stories, and so what do I do with all the stories? I go ahead. So the show is is is, is what we're is is the title. So what happens now? Is that what it is? Yes. All right. What happens? You you did a little bit of your homework. I love that. Yes. Yeah, so so what happens now is the show that I do on Facebook and Instagram. I'm sorry, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, um, uh, Twitter, Periscope. All that, and so I go on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. and not only do I read people's stories and, and give them a place to to be heard, but I also bring on some of my friends, some of my shiny friends. And uh, who's, who's your who, who's time. your who's your biggest shiny? I know you're friends with uh, uh, Misha Collins, who plays Castiel yeah, on Supernatural. Exactly. So he's yeah, he's, he's, he's got a lot of uh, last week. Right, right. Yeah, so so who who else besides Misha is a uh, is a big uh, is a celeb fan of your friend of yours who's jumped on. <laughs> Let's see. That's jumped on. You know what? I have. I, I again. So um, Misha was probably my first big shiny friend that yeah. I had on. Before that, I had on a uh, fitness and nutrition expert. I had on a uh, psychologist because we really those first couple of weeks we were like, how can we take care of ourselves? How can we feel good uh, in this whole mess? And so that's what happened. But on later on uh, this week, I'm going to have uh, a friend of mine, actually a friend of my producer. 
Chuck Faustine, who is a amazing singer. He is from, uh, I want to say he's from the Netherlands. And he basically, if you were to ask him a song, he would probably be able to play it on the piano and sing it. And so he's going to come on and we're going to have a fun show this Wednesday. But then later on in the month, I'm going to have uh, a couple of big Broadway stars on, Laura Osnes and Leslie Margarita. And so we're just going, we have a good time and it's fun. The audience gets to interact. I love to pull up their comments. And so it's a really beautiful interactive show. We have an awesome time and we just like together get through this weird, weird time in history. Yep. Hey, yep. Justin, we're watching a little video clip of this show and it looks like yeah. the old Justin Guarini hairdo is starting to make a return. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's not necessarily by choice. But <laughs> yes, no. so, so I decided, I, I decided to, to grow it back out. Uh-huh. And uh, so I'm going to see how long it possibly can get okay. in this in this situation. I'll never forget when I was on the finale of the first season of American Idol, and um, I was standing on the stage. I was in a brown suit and a, a mustard yellow shirt. This is how burned into my memory it is. And there was a light over top of me. My hair was the biggest it's ever been, <laughs> and unfortunately the light was red, and I straight up looked like Ronald McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I will have to I'd find to see that. shots of that. That's yeah. hilarious. Oh, my God. Hey, so what's, I'm going to try and I'm trying to repeat it. What's the status of, uh, of Lil Sweet? Uh, any, anything coming you know up what? in that campaign down the road? You no, know, again, that campaign, uh, I was filming last, oh, what was it? I guess it was December or something like that. There was a brand new flavor, a brand new campaign. The flavor has come out. It's actually um, Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda, mm. and it is it is awesome. It has been flying off the shelves. But you know what's really interesting? Uh, because I was talking to um, some folks in the know, and they were saying, you know, it, 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 the, the flavor, all this stuff has been selling so well, but that's a problem yeah. for the company because they don't know how to project out into the future because they have this huge uh, uh, profit, but they don't know if that's going to last. Right. They don't know if the supply chain of aluminum for the cans is going to be cut off from China. Well, it's a, so right now, basically everything is on hold. Little Sweet is still alive and well, um, and so we're going to see. There's a campaign that's kind of in the can, and uh, the powers that be are just kind of figuring out when and where and how. But Little Sweet, the little man, is alive and well. And yeah, I, I saw. I take, I saw one or two uh, commercials, uh, newer commercials that I had not seen pop up, and then we know that there's a Funko Pop little sweet action figure, yeah. which is very cool. <laughs> That's and, Would you believe that, that they put out this uh, thing for the Funko Pops, and it's like, you know, buy X amount of, I think it's three 16-ounce sodas and get this Funko Pop for three. Free. They went through over 70,000 <laughs> Funko Pop dolls. It was insane. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Seventy thousand little sweet yeah. Funko Pops. Seventy thousand. They had to make more of them because the demand was so high. And it's, it's pretty badass. We're looking it's at awesome. it right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's really awesome. So I mean, it's just you know, I'm so grateful to Dr. Pepper. I'm so grateful to you guys for constantly having me on and for for promoting all the things that I do and for just being. Being so good to me over the years. I, I well, really likewise, man. We just—I know we—we we had uh, Nick call you kind of out of the blue and get in touch with you to get you on today. But I love that. yeah, we figured it would be—it'd yeah. uh, be perfect with especially what's going on with Louis and uh, a nice synergy to it. But it's also great to hear you're doing well, man. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, look, it is—it's just one of those things where we're all having to 
pivot and adjust. And fortunately, um, I have the ability and the platform to put out a show yep. and to coach people and to talk to wonderful people like you. And and I'm glad, you know, I'm, I I accidentally gave Nick my number and uh, the best mistake I've ever made. Yeah. And, and that was a, a bad decision. And now you're yeah. giving it to everyone. Yeah. 310-510-6034, <laughs> by the way. So we'll, we'll pass along. Right. Well, listen, we're glad you're doing well, Justin. Hang in there with the family and all. And, and uh, you know, as this peters out, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk to you again in the near future. Yeah, no problem. Send help. All right. You got it. Take care, man. Justin <laughs> Guarini. <laughs> Little sweet. One more time, Case, if you would please back that up. Let me play it again. He's <laughs> the best. He's such a great guy and a damn good singer. He if really you, is. If you've not listened to his stuff in a while, he's he's got some serious soul in his voice. Uh, hang on a second. I think it's Ryan that we're going to go to. Ryan, are you there, sir? Yeah, this is me. You doing pretty good today? I'm doing great, Preston. Tell everybody why. Tell everybody why. Because I won 500 bucks from you guys. How, about ah! How is about that Ryan over here? Monday morning. Entered for MMR's Rock Refund and won himself $500. Pretty sweet on the last day. Too. Yeah. We're not done yet, and I'll give you the details of that. Where are you from, Ryan? I'm from Gilbertsville. From Gilbertsville. All right, cool. And uh, what are you doing with yourself uh, these days during uh, quarantine? Um, we're back to work. I'm in construction, so, you know, we were able to go back a little bit a little bit ago. So, uh, Excellent. So just kind of taking it easy. Other than that, what can you do, right? Yeah, yeah no, yeah. you're getting back. But that's yep. good, man. Yep, so 500 bucks. I'm sure you're happy about that, right? Oh, I'm so excited. Excellent. Well, listen, dude, thank you so much. Monday morning ever. Excellent. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate the love, and we are happy to give you $500. So congratulations to you. Thank you. You guys rock. Thanks, brother. $500. Now, we have another shot at five coming up in a little while, in actually 20 minutes exactly. So we don't want you to miss it. Today's the last day. So let's get you on board for MMR's Rock Refund. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. Uh, Bizarre File is on the way with that opportunity as well in a moment. And, of course, I want to thank uh, A&T, Subaru, and Chevy and Sellersville for sponsoring MMR's Rock Refund. We'll be right back. Monday nights at 9, join MMR's Jackie Bam Bam for a kick-ass concert clip, a live performance, Metallica moment. In conjunction, Metallica is releasing an entire concert recording available for your streaming pleasure right here at WMMR.com. Rock's reigning kings with MMR's nighttime jester, Jackie Bam Bam. Every Monday night at 9. So when dinner's done, break from the TV and rock your smart speaker. It's Metallica Mondays with 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, uh, let's do some Bizarre File stories. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Brought to you by your local Deeds and Watson Real Philly Delis. They are open for takeout. Taste four generations of family recipes made with love. And show your support for local businesses. <clears throat> RealPhillyDeli.com. Deeds and Watson. It's a family thing since uh, 1939. So, two friends on vacation in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, had a close encounter with a bear when it forced its way into their rental cabin. Michelle Eberhardt came to Gatlinburg to enjoy a weekend with her husband and a group of their friends. I'm here to uh, take the census. Uh, Friday morning, 
While their husbands were out playing golf, Michelle and her friend noticed an unexpected visitor leaning on the back door of the cabin. All right, ladies. And uh, Everhart said she just uh, started pointing, and I was like, what? And so I turned. I know, I know, bear watch. And look, (laughs) and there's a bear putting his full force on the door. The bear. And then the door opened. So uh, is that what you, the bear? The bear. To open the door. Uh, just that quickly, the bear broke right through the locked door and was inside the cabin. Chuck and jive. Uh, the ladies immediately went to a bedroom for safety. Uh, if one bear inside the cabin wasn't scary enough, there were three more bears lingering around the porch at the time. Whoa. Yeah, Eberhardt said that Come it, on was, in, gang. it was almost surreal. Bear uh, party. It was just a fight or flight, like I just have to remove us from the situation to make sure that we're at least in a safe place. The Wildlife Resource Agency said that it's really not typical uh, for bear, uh, for them, for the behavior for them to come onto someone's porch and start looking for food. That means those bears have been around humans and have received handouts or have found a food source around a dwelling. Uh, the police were called, eventually getting the bear Ooh, out of the out of the cabin and the other three bears away from the porch. Uh, but the bears did not leave without taking a few souvenirs with them. Uh, Eberhard said they got five pounds of Reese's peanut butter cups, <laughs> a pound of M&M's, two pounds of Sour Patch Kids, and two bags of potato chips, two beers and two Diet Cokes, and about 20 Zyrtex. Oh, wow. Zyrtex, well, just in case. Yeah. Is that for allergies? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, well, that time of year. <laughs> Wildlife officials say that if you see a bear, make sure you keep your distance and call the authorities. A 36-year-old man suspected of driving a stolen vehicle was arrested Thursday night after leading officers on a chase until he crashed. Uh, Police say that it started at the Point Defiance boat launch with a call from the guy who was in the vehicle. And apparently, not only was he doing a high-speed chase, uh, he had a boat. In tow, he had a. He was towing a boat, okay. so he was conducting a high-speed chase while towing a boat. Yep. Huh. When officer tried to contact the man, he took off. Police said they received calls from witnesses who said a Range Rover pulling a boat and narrowly missed uh, people and other vehicles was the one involved. Jeez. The driver at some point hit two vehicles, ended up crashing into another vehicle, and landed in a ditch. A driver in another vehicle suffered injuries due to the crash. Police said the man tried to escape was taken into custody for investigation of first-degree assault, driving under the influence, felony eluding, and other charges. In Australia, a number of residents in an area called Chesterfield have said that they have, on answering the call of nature, found frogs scaling the sides of the toilet bowls. So they're sitting on the bowl, and there are frogs crawling up the sides of their toilets. That is correct. And this is in Australia. Yes, it is. Are these lethal frogs? No, they're not. Are these man-eating frogs? Uh, The bizarre invasion was reported from three separate addresses in the town. On Friday, homeowners claim that uh, frogs have, quote, infiltrated their water systems and are now climbing up through the drains. (laughs) That's your frog impression. That is. I haven't heard that in a while. Uh, when contacted <laughs> by Yorkshire Water Company, which looks after the town's water supply, uh, they said the frogs could be breeding in underground water courses around Chesterfield. That, uh, that would freak me the F out. I don't care if they were I- I- innocuous or whatever. I don't like frogs on my toilet. I've said it many times. One resident has been using duct tape 
uh, to block holes in sinks and is now nervous about getting to the toilet for fear of what she might find. Uh, Tazabella captured footage of one of the creatures after it emerged from her loo. She said, I've always... Who's loo? I've always... <laughs> I've always been scared of toilets in case something comes up and bites me, and now this is just proof that it is not impossible. Yeah, in Australia, that's a, that's a, a constant fact that something will bite you in the bathroom. Uh, she said that uh, I'm going to have to stand and squat now. A oh, number of other townsfolks have reported what a nightmare. Uh, similar experiences. A spokesperson from Yorkshire Water said, We've not had any reports of frogs hopping out of toilets, but it could be possible if a frog has laid frog spawn in a sewer oh, or no. in a river near one of our outlets. So. It's why they talk like that, because they're always holding it in. <laughs> yeah. I, have no uh, idea. I really have to take a crap. All right, one last story. When uh, cops responded to reports of a damaged ATM in India, in Delhi... Uh, recently, they were surprised to check the security footage and discovered that the felon was actually a monkey. What's with the monkeys? Uh, they run wild in They're some areas. Motorcycles of India. and yeah. everything lately. Yeah, that video you had the, the the monkey on a motorcycle comes screaming up on a monkey and tries to steal a baby. I've never it's, seen anything legit. quite like that. It's not supposed to happen. So surveillance footage captured inside the ATM located in the National Capital's South Avenue area. It shows the primate. Pulling off what some on social media have described as an incredible monkey heist. In the video, the monkey is seen inside the kiosk of a State Bank of India ATM. It's seen fiddling with the ATM. This is an S617. I'm going to need all my tools for this. (laughs) (laughs) And pulling out the machine's front panel. uh, A mammoth task that sends him tumbling to the floor. Blowtorch, please. After inspecting the machine, uh, some more of the monkey scampers towards the door with the video cutting off just before it exits. Clip the wires. Uh, the video of the monkey's attempted robbery has left many of them amused to have seen it. It is uncanny what you're seeing as far as uh, what they're doing. Again, watch the footage of the mo- monkey on the freaking motorcycle. Yeah, it's, yeah are, when you told me about it. Completely different than when yeah. I saw it and right. got the reaction because that was scary looking. <laughs> and I, come on, who that had to be a remote controlled so you uh, can motorcycle. see you can see the, the monkey is on a leash, and the reason the kid is being yanked so quickly is because the monkey is being yanked so quickly. Um, if you go back and watch, back. if you go back and watch the tape, there's a guy who basically is um, pushing the monkey on the um, on the motorcycle. And then, as the monkey's being pulled, this... oh, okay, I oh, gotcha. I see, I got gotcha. you. Okay, so it's like basically fishing that... with the monkey. Yeah, in okay. the very, very beginning. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> another band name. <laughs> I think. I think the guy pulling the leash is probably trying to get the monkey away from yes. the baby. So that, yeah. or no, he's probably baby. Hey, he's how we're gonna work it. Oh, shut no. up! <laughs> <laughs> hey, a little too young, but now nah, what the hell? Bubbles. Yeah, yeah, that's Hi, what bubbles. he was all about. <laughs> In the very, very, very beginning of the video that you see, Michael Jackson is standing there at, at the top of the screen. You see him. Kinda, right. Okay, I got but you. But it's this little mini, little mini monkey motors. Whatever it is, it's chilling. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Once monkeys start stealing our babies, that's when we need to take up arms. Uh, there's a piece of audio that I want to check out because we got about two minutes before we get to the uh, rock refund word. And yeah. apparently this was an SL, SNL uh, bit over the weekend. Right. So it was the final at home SNL, the final that's SNL right. of the season. It was uh, good. Kristen Wiig was the uh, was the host. 
And uh, so they did a little uh, fake PSA that could resonate with a lot of people who have kids at home. So, okay, here's the, uh, we'll check it out. The following is a public service announcement. Well, Mother's Day is Sunday. Father's Day is in June. Facts. It's been a hard-ass time for families. Feel like the animals in the zoo. Trapped. Parents need some help these days. Kids could use some, too. Help. So given the special circumstance, we'd like to introduce a special rule. Let kids drink. Just like mom and dad. If they got a little buzz on, would it really be that bad? Let kids drink. Tiny drinks. Just a couple sips. Full drinks. <laughs> they'll be happier and funnier, and they'll fall asleep by six. They used to give kids whiskey to help them fall asleep. That's history. So a teeny tiny white claw is just a babysitter on the tree. Economics. They let kids in France drink wine, a bottle or two. Mm. We asked child services and they said it was okay. Let kids drink. It's not like they can drive. <laughs> Except that one kid on the news Drove when he was five. Just one drink. One drink. Two if they've been good. Oh, uh, uh, huh? Babies look drunk anyway. They were puke just like I would. <laughs> Kids are quite resilient. And they always bounce right back. Bouncy cats. And it's not like they'll get blackout. Drinking half of a six pack. Wait, what? They've watched us drink a hundred drinks. And smoke a little weed. Daddy's medicine. So turn that Shirley Temple into an Ina Garten Grand That's great. I yeah. love it. I love it. I'm sure a lot Steve, of parents would agree with that. It reminded me when they had the line of uh, of kids, babies look drunk anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you remember the old video? I love that video. It's one of the... I, Categorically, one of the funniest things you'll ever see. Yeah, it's a cantina where they have marionettes, so regular size marionettes, uh-huh. and a baby <laughs> comes yes. in and sits. But the baby looks like they're right; looks like a drunk. It's it's <laughs> scaled right. to where everything is the baby size, and it looks like the baby is the proper size in this bar, like a drunk patron. And it's hilarious. Yes. It is. Uh, it's old. It goes. Uh, it was one of the early, one of the first. I remember YouTube videos that were like, "Did you see this thing?" And- and the music that's playing, so and, and, and the baby goes over and starts taking other people's drinks, yeah. and yeah. it just looks like a raging alcoholic. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's just hilarious. We're watching in the studio right now, Connor <laughs> Prado. Thank you. We have to so I, I can't watch it right now, because I'll be laughing the whole time, and it just will, won't make any sense to the listening audience. Uh, it's 10.01. Oh! 93.3 WMMR. Now, your rock refund keyword. Last time we get to do this, but here it is. This word's hour. This word's hour. <laughs> this hour's word <laughs> is noise. N O I S E. All right, let's bring the noise. N O I S E. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. And there are three ways for you to do that via tags to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. 
Or to be automatically entered for the $10,000 grand prize, you can enter on the MMR mobile app or at WMMR.com. One random entry wins $500 in this company-wide contest, and that person will get a call from our company, Beasley. Make sure you answer your phone. All right, contest rules are available at WMMR.com. It is sponsored by A&T, Subaru, and Chevy in Sellersville. The word is noise, so call right now. By the way, we here on the President Steve Show over the last few weeks have given away $11,000. Well, 11500 now. Well, 11500 today, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pierre's done 7500 Jackson, 4000 Jackie's given away 500 So let's get one more notch. Let's make it an belt. even dozen. Yeah, let's do that. All right, so noise is the word. We're going to take a break. When we come back, lesson question, more stuff for you to win. So don't go too far. We'll be right back. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Steven Singer is giving a portion of all Gold Roses sold to support local restaurants by catering meals for essential health care workers. I hate Stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Word of the Week Prize coming up in a little while. Chance for you to win a physique round barbecue and fire pit kit. Man, I'm intrigued by this. From Landis Block. So we'll have your opportunity to get that first letter in a little while. In the meantime, we test your knowledge of today's radio program. For a lesson question, we're giving away a $50 Lee's Hoagie House gift card. If you can answer a question for me. And uh, let's see. Let's go with what does Louie Knight now call Casey? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. After Casey saw this picture of him holding him as a baby. What does Louie now want to call Casey? Louie Knight on American Idol. 215-263-WMMR from earlier this morning. Let's see if you know the answer. Call now. We're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right. It's brought to you by A.D. Moyer Lumber. All A.D. Moyer uh, showrooms are open, serving your building material and hardware needs. Let's get Pennsylvania contractors back to work, fighting for their families. ADMoyer.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Tyra Banks is speaking out in response to some of the less than politically correct advice she gave to America's next top model contestants throughout the years. Said Tyra, quote, everyone is beautiful in their own way, and I should have been more sensitive to those who are beautiful in a fat, ugly bitch way. I, I don't think she corrected that problem. Uh, In an effort to stem mounting tensions, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are reportedly living in opposite ends of their sprawling mansion. Kim says that if the kids want to visit her or Kanye, they're just a short Uber ride away. So it's a big house. And finally, Taylor Swift has decided to sell one of her two private jets, a Dassault Falcon 50. Taylor, as part of her fight against climate change, is encouraging everyone to sell the jets they aren't using. Mm. And that's your Hollywood show. <laughs> All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the question, what is Louie Knight from American Idol now call Casey, 215-263-WMMR. To Tim we go. Hey, Tim, good morning. Good morning. Okay, uh, so, Tim, what is uh, Louie now call Casey? Uncle Casey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hang on, Tim. Got it right. We're giving you a $50 Lee's Hoagie House gift card. Lee's Hoagie House has been serving up the best cheese steak and hoagies in the area since 1953. And Lee's is open for pickup or delivery for lunch or and dinner. Uh, you can find Lee's closest to you at leeshoagiehouse.com. Let's get into music news. Now, 
Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you this morning by Sequoia Outback. Whether you're looking to build a new deck or freshen up the patio with your new furniture, Sequoia Outback has everything you need to create your backyard oasis. Route 309 in Hatfield or online at decksupplies.com. Well, we lost we lost a big one. Yes. Rock and roll pioneer Little Richard passed away on Saturday of bone cancer. He was 87 years old. Richard rocketed into stardom in the nineteen mid-1950s when his black eyeliner, bouffant hairdo, and flamboyant performances were impossible to ignore. With genre-defining songs like Tutti Frutti, Lucille, and Good Golly, Miss Molly, Little Richard, whose real name was Richard Penniman, earned his place in music history, and by 1968, he had sold an astonishing 32 million records worldwide. He is survived by one son, Danny Jones, uh, whom Richard and his only wife, Ernestine Harvin, adopted in the early 1960s. Uh, they were divorced by 1964, uh, but he's the only progeny that he has, and he was an adopted son. Do you know anything about him? No, I don't know. I don't know anything about Danny Jones, unfortunately. Uh, but the um, the tributes are, came pouring in and still are, and I love uh, Paul McCartney's uh, uh, comment. He said, from Tutti Frutti to Long Tall Sally, Good Golly Miss Molly to Lucille, Little Richard came screaming into my life when I was a teenager, and I owe a lot of what I do to Little Richard and his style, and he knew it. He would say, I taught Paul everything he knows. And I had to admit that he was right. In those early days of the Beatles, we played with Richard in Hamburg and got to know him. Uh, He would let us hang out in his dressing room, and we were witness to his pre-show rituals. With his head under a towel over a bowl of steaming hot water, he would suddenly lift his head up to the mirror and say, I can't help it because I'm so beautiful. <laughs> and, and he was a great man with a lovely sense of humor and someone who will be missed by the rock and roll community and many more. I thank him for all he taught me and the kindness he showed by letting me be his friend. Goodbye, Richard, and a wop baba he said. Uh, we have some other clips to play. Uh, we played a few this morning. We were playing a little bit of Tutti Fruity there. Um, Steve had, done, had uh, noted this, uh, that Led Zeppelin credited... Um, I got a case. Led Zeppelin had credited Keep a Knockin' uh, for rock and roll. And yeah. you can hear it in the beginning of this. In fact, when you hear it, you start to go, because you think, okay, oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So that's pretty impressive. Uh, Here's a little bit of a good guy in this. Molly. The the sheer power in his voice always got me, just how it just comes tearing through the speakers whenever he starts to sing. Good golly, Miss Molly. Sure like to ball, by the way. Does that mean doing the nasty? I I don't know what any other... I mean, ball is crying. When you're balling, you're crying. But balling is also balling. Like humping. I want to hear the rest of the uh, lyrics. Maybe that'll... When you're rocking and rolling, here it is. Your mama Unzip, call? whip it out. Okay, <laughs> unzip, whip it out. Good 
I got to know like Lucille. I mean, the the Beatles used to do that, mm-hmm. and, and oh god, yeah. Paul was such a huge fan of his. So a lot of this stuff, whether it had um, sexual undertones to it. People just assumed it did, yep. you know? Yep. What song, what Little Richard song are they using in the beginning of Predator? Oh, um, oh that's uh, Lucille. It yeah. is Lucille? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, or wait, 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 wait. Um, We've got tonight. Nope, nope. It's, um, no, it's not Lucille. Or is it Lucille? Uh, it's Long no, it's Tall Long Tall Sally. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she's got everything that Uncle John needs. That's right, because he's saying that. Here is, um... Little Richard talking about uh, being termed uh, a legend. Here we go. It makes me feel good to know that I've been a part of something that is growing and won't stop. And got, got a living root to it that has been planted and can't nobody take it out and it's down there. That's cool. Uh, we also have, here you go, here's a few other ones that we didn't get a chance to listen to earlier. Uh, here is him doing the theme to the Magic School Bus. Let me back this up. Here we go. Cruising on down Main Street, you're relaxed and feeling good. That's little Richard. I didn't know Next that. Next thing that you know, you see. What's in my neighborhood? Surfing on the sound wave, swinging through the stars. Yeah. Take a look at Truman Tasting. Take your sacrifice at Mars on the Magic School Bus. Alligator Nostrum. I'm on the Magic School Bus. Make a plane to the It's awesome. <laughs> I was adding in woes, and you couldn't even tell. Uh, here is, hang on, let me go to him on Baywatch. <laughs> yes. A clip of him uh, for we, me on Baywatch. Amazing right? performance. <laughs> uh, was he, he's either, or it's a chef on Baywatch. Maybe he's just his uh, dialogue. Here oh, that's lovely. What flavor is it? This is my specialty, tutti frutti. <laughs> Good golly, Miss Marley, you shouldn't do that. How's my BLT doing? Wait a minute. It's not ready yet. It's ready. <laughs> what a character, man. I mean, it must have been such an honor for little Richard to sing with Mitch Buchanan. You know, who wouldn't cherish that? Uh, here's a little bit of Good Night, Irene. Was, uh, he had something else, man. He had, uh, at a time he was just the biggest thing you could find as far as personalities went. Well, you uh, again, you're talking about a collection of people that were uh, they started it. They, there was no, <laughs> you know, they whatever they pulled together, they created something that it was from there forward rock yeah. and roll. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, they 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 took blues right. and 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 a, and a few other styles and put it together, and they made it into this thing called rock and roll. Chuck Berry and, and Little Richard uh, specifically, and Fats Domino, and you know, they, they were just they had David own, Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff. <laughs> <laughs> but they they were the pioneers of this sound. Um, yeah, and and that's where it all came from. And and you know, like I said, the. Um, the tributes are pouring in. Elton John was going on. He said, without a doubt, musically, vocally, and visually, he was my biggest influence. I mean, that's Elton John, dude, a superstar. Jerry Lee Lewis, who was of that time as well, uh, said, it's with a heavy heart that I ask for uh, prayers for the family of my lifelong friend and fellow rocker, Little Richard. 
Uh, he will live on always in my heart with his amazing talent, his friendship. He was one of a kind. I will miss him dearly. God bless his family and fans. Rest in peace, my friend. Love eternally, Jerry Lee Lewis. Pamela Anderson, anything from her? No, not that I'd seen. Rod Stewart <laughs> said, the girl can't help it played a million times in my house when I was a little kid in the 50s. It was my big brother, 78, laid out the rock and roll road for me, which I gladly followed. Thank you, Richard. Thank you. So The Girl Can't Help It It was a movie with Jane Mansfield, and it was considered, along with A Rock Around the Clock, one of the first rock and roll movies because they had Little Richard is in it. I think he performs in it. Uh, but it's uh, it's a comedy. But, yeah, the, the soundtrack is full of okay. rock and roll. It was the first time... Uh, a, a major Hollywood movie incorporated rock songs. It's also the name of the, or it's the answer to the trivia question at the end of Spies Like Us, which I can't help but think whenever I hear the words, good golly, Miss Molly, and then the girl can't help it. Did Chevy Chase have anything to say, Preston, concerning... Did he have anything? No, he did not, but no. I do remember that part. Uh, Mick Jagger said, I'm so sad to hear about the passing of Little Richard. He was the biggest inspiration of my early teens, and my music still has some raw, uh, his music still has some raw ener- electric energy when you play it. Now, as it did when it first shot through the music scene in the mid-50s, when we were on tour with him, I would watch his moves every night, learn from him, how to entertain and involve the audience. And he was always so generous with advice to me. He contributed so much to popular music. I will miss you, Richard. God bless. You know, our own Bill Weston posted that he had seen uh, Little Richard in concert. I'm surprised he has not ambled down here. Yeah, but... uh, uh, yeah, really? I got to see him. That's that's unless he's lying on Twitter. It I seems don't think to be he would do no. That. He would not lie like that. Uh, here's a uh, here's another one. Uh, Gene Simmons. We can't go a day without a Gene Simmons quote. It says sadly, little Richard passed away today. A founding father of rock and roll. His contribution simply can't be overstated. In the coop of rock and roll, he's the head chicken. <laughs> I I had the honor of meeting Richard in his later years and was awed by his presence. Wow. He, he told me, "I am the architect of rock and roll." Amen. Rest in peace. So uh, it's a big loss, but he leaves behind a huge influence, and we wouldn't be where we are without Little Richard, man. Your yeah, favorite chicken is named Miss Molly. Is absolutely. Good golly, Miss Molly, look at that egg. <laughs> and you got to understand, chickens don't have refrigerators. <laughs> yeah, how do we know yeah. how fresh those things are? Just, you have to take yeah. it on, on word, yeah, yeah. on face value. All right. I've never known a chicken to lie, though. Moving on to other stories. Uh, former Blink-182 guitarist, singer, and uh, guitarist. Did I say guitarist? Mm-hmm. Guitarist and singer Tom DeLonge uh, seems to think that he will definitely play with the band again, but says that it's all down to the timing. Uh, he co-founded the band with Mark Hoppus in 1992, but quit in 2004, rejoined in 2009, left again in 2015. Uh, he's been replaced by Matt Skiba, but he was asked by Rolling Stone about a message he posted on Instagram about Blink, although he says fans shouldn't read too much into it. He explained, I talk to Mark and Travis every so often. I just talked to Mark the other day, and I talked to Travis about every week or two. And, you know, I was feeling a little sentimental, but there's no hidden message there or anything. He added, everyone wants to know, are you guys going to play again? Yeah, of course we are. Yeah. We just got to figure out timing, how it works for everybody. Uh, he said he's busy now with multiple film projects, along with his To the Stars Academy and his other band, Angels and Airways. But he says someday, yeah, they'll get back together for sure. Uh, Muse frontman Matt Bellany has shared his second ever solo song. Uh, he, after teasing it last week, uh, the one-off single is titled Tomorrow's World and finds the singer guitarist trying to remain optimistic despite these incredibly trying times. In a statement, he said uh, that the song, quote, captures my mood and feelings uh, whilst in lockdown, adding, 
I have been reminded of what really matters in life and have discovered growing optimism, appreciation, and hope for the future. He said the song comes, the song title comes uh, from an old BBC TV show called Tomorrow's World, which I watched as a child in the 1980s and always enjoyed uh, the wild futuristic predictions of what life would be like now. And it seems rather lovely, uh, comforting, and naive in retrospect and reminds me uh, that none of us really know what the future holds. So tomorrow's Damn right. world. It was a BBC show. I, I wasn't familiar so with that. So where was he seeing a BBC show as a kid? I don't know. Is he English? Yeah, he's English. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Well, then that would explain it. There you go. <laughs> uh, in honor of his 60th birthday yesterday, Bono posted a list of a track titled, um, of tracks titled 60 Songs That Saved My Life. Huh. He explained how the list was formed. He said, these are some of the songs that saved my life, the ones I couldn't have lived without, the ones that got me from there to here, a zero to 60, uh, through all the scrapes, all manner of nuisance, from the series to the silly, and the joy, mostly joy. I wanted to thank the artist and everyone who helped make them. Uh, they were doing the same for me. I am writing a fan letter to accompany each song to try and explain my fascination. I'll be sharing some here and on YouTube.com. Do we have a taste of what's on the list? I have the artist. I have the full list back in the office. An you incredible make... duet with Little Richard and <laughs> the guy from Baywatch, David Hasselhoff. <laughs> so inspiring. Uh, I have the full list, but maybe Mar- Marissa looked like she was yeah, she just scampering off. off to go get it. All right. <clears throat> I'm just curious what what moves. I, I always love to experience music through artists that I admire. Um, you know what? Uh, yeah, it's, it's a good sort of way to... I have the titles here, but I mean the the artists. But I'll give you some of the titles. It's a lot of crap. Um, and I don't know where these fall in his order. He's he's got he's got them numbered, but uh, number one is uh, yeah, maybe these are in some type of a order of preference. But number one is Luciano Pavarotti and Bono and uh, Zucchero uh, for the song Miserere. However you say it. I don't know. Uh, I remember seeing a special of them singing together. Miss Sarajevo, I think, I thought was that song that Bono wrote. That That's right, yeah. Uh, Sex Pistols, Anarchy in the UK. Kanye West, Black Skinhead. Not uh, Poopity Scoop. Uh, Billy Eilish, Everything I Wanted. David Bowie, Life on Mars. The Beatles, I Want to Hold Your Hand. Ramones, Swallow My Pride. The Clash, Safe European Home. Public Enemy, Fight the Power. Some stuff you wouldn't expect on here. Uh, Patti Smith, People Have the Power. John Lennon, Mother, The Rolling Stones, Ruby Tuesday, Elton John, Daniel, Andrea Bocelli, Conte Par- Partiro. And some of these, I would imagine, are from a vocal uh, right, right, right. You know, standpoint, too, him being a singer. Elvis Presley, Heartbreak Hotel, Johnny Cash, Hurt. Uh, this Mortal Coil with Song to the Siren. Craftwork, Neon Lights, The Fugees, Killing Me Softly. Prince, When Doves Cry. The Eagles Fight Song. Uh, yes, <laughs> Because the Eagles pep, do fly. From the pep band? Yeah. Or wow. what's, the, what's the other song that they did, Case? <laughs> the Eagles, when they recorded their... Uh... Oh, oh, Buddy's Watching You. Buddy's Watching You. Mm. Total inspiration. Because mm. Buddy is watching you if we assume that Buddy is God. But why the Fugees version of Killing Me Softly and not yeah. the original? It's a good question. Yeah. Might be from a, a vocal standpoint. Uh, Madonna, Ray of Light. That one's kind of a head-scratcher for me, but... Uh, that's from her more, uh, alt-sounding... Isn't that it? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I got play on Y100. Uh, that's, did you right, play Nick. that? Yeah. Jim McGuinn was a fan. I love that song. It's a good song. I, I, that's for right. all the children. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's all kinds of stuff on here. Bee Gees, NXS, what song? uh, Immortality. 
Huh? The demo <laughs> version? Immortality. You can't have it. Immortality. It's not ringing a bell. No. Pearl Jam. Jeremy is on there. Nirvana there you go, Nick. Like, that's a nod to you. Uh, Nirvana smells like teen spirit. Do, do they? Uh, oh, oh, oh. oh they, 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, they, Lady Gaga, born this way. There's another David Bowie song, Heroes, so I guess there's uh, some that have uh, multiples on here. Interesting. Themes um, of small wonder. You can go to u2.com and check out the full list if you if you like. Uh, Bono began posting letters to some of the artists and or their relatives explaining his... Connection to the music, he's already posted notes on YouTube.com to Billie Eilish, David Bowie's son, Duncan Jones, and members of Kraftwerk and Nile Rodgers. Do you well. think you could put out, put out, I think that would be an, an arduous task to put down 60, a 60 songs that, the, that had the most sway and influence over your life, that meant the most to you? I may have to think about that. Mm. Uh, a few, a few jumped to mind immediately. Um, so. Wildfire? No, not wildfire. <laughs> yeah, I have a few. Okay, wild stallions. Well, wild stallions. No, the, the band, yes, the wild stallions. Yeah. They uh, change the face of music. <laughs> the Gibbons kids. Uh, you guys want to come up with that? <laughs> yeah, 60? we could try it. Not six. How about six? How about your age? Because that's what okay. Bono did. Sixty. Did Sixty of them. So, thanks, yeah, thanks, so bastard. <laughs> I forgot yeah, Brad bastard. Uh, Gene Simmons revealed, isn't it? We're, we're double dipping on Gene. Reveals that oh, happy uh, day. Kiss is prepping a career spanning book spotlighting the band's legendary concert posters. Uh, and there are transcripts that have been posted from his first chat on Facebook Live. And he was pressed as to what his new Kiss projects are in the works. We ran out of music, ran out of That's teletype. crazy. Do you know how, how long that teletype is? <laughs> uh-uh. It's like long. Give us uh, the exact minute count. Eight, 18 minutes and three seconds. Don't be snarky. It's not 18 minutes. And yes, three it seconds. is. We've been t- we've been doing music news for 18 minutes. Well, we started with an entire retrospective of uh, Little Richard's career. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Anyhow, uh, so Simmons said, uh, here's one of the things I'm really excited about is to put a huge, uh, huge coffee table book. I mean, as. It's going to be amazeballs. As big as we can, <laughs> as big as we can get it. And it's posters from 1973 to 2020. And these are original posters, KISS posters from the very beginning. He went on to say, it's interesting, historically, when you go back at some of the bands that we took out on their first tour. So you'll see KISS with the faces, and you'll see uh, ACDC, and you'll see KISS and Little Rush. And these are bands that we took out on their first tour. Bon Jovi, Motley Is- Crue, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, Scorpions, you name it. We took them on their first tours. Wow. A little Rush? No, well, he's just saying, like, you'll see Little ACDC and Little... Oh, okay. So that's what he meant by when, before they started. So, um, yeah, they they did that. They took out bands on their first tour. They would, they would do their research and find yeah. bands that they thought gelled with their music properly, and they would give them their first shot. They did that's that very with cool. a lot of groups. Th- yeah. And they're big music fans, if you look at the way Gene Simmons supports... Uh, he's had his issues, I know, with uh, with rap, but um, otherwise, he's uh, as far as rock artists go, they've supported a lot. Yeah, he said Kiss was always about putting the best new show, put, putting on the best shows for its fan from top to tail. He said, if you have the power, somebody give us a chance to get up there, carry it forward, pass it forward, give somebody else a chance to get up there. We weren't some of those a holes. 
who would pull down the volume when the opening act is on. That's all nonsense. You want to use all the lights and all the sound? Go for it. It's rock and roll, baby. Uh, just be as good as you can be because that makes the whole night better. And if fans love the whole night, who wants a stinky band opening the show? No one it? wants a stinky band. Come on. Uh, so, yeah, they did uh, They did right by it. It ain't uh, a chicken if it don't cluck. Developing artists. Uh, right? <laughs> I, I, say it. Say, say it. Yeah. All right. And there you go. That's what I have in music news for you. One more break. We're going to take it. We'll be back in just a moment, and we'll get the letter of day for the Word of the Week prize, and we will turn over the reins to one Mr. Pierre Robert. So stay with us. While we wait and wait for live concerts to return, MMR is raiding the video wing of the MM Archives to present MMR's Dreamstream Concert Series. The best up-close and personal performances and interviews from the Preston and Steve studio. Great song. It's a struts on 93.3 WMMR. Pierre presents from Ardmore Music Hall. Tell them the name of the song. Wish I knew you. If you didn't know. And Studio 4F. Joining us in studio, Mr. Kenny Wayne Shepard. How you doing? Updated twice weekly at WMMR.com and stream directly to the best seat in the house, your couch. MMR's Dream Stream Concert Series. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We are wrapping up today's program, but I have enjoyed uh, every bit of it. Uh, we had some really good guests on today. We had Louis Knight on. Louis is one of the top seven for American yeah. Idol. Lives in Bill Weston's hometown. Yes. Narberth, PA. I wonder how close Bill is to his house. And uh, I wonder, you know, proximity-wise, is Narberth is not that big. It's no, not. it isn't. It's a small community. Yeah. In fact, it was Bill was playing piano for Louie on one of his performances. <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> yeah. that. Wait, does Jackson used to live in Narberth, right? Or I think Jackson still? still lives in Narberth. No, I think he lives... No, Wynwood. Does he? Yeah, well, Narberth and Wynwood are... Do he? He do. Uh, they're right next to each other. All right. Because uh, I remember when, they, uh, when their dog was missing. Didn't mm-hmm. they find him in Narberth? No, they found him like three doors down. With the band. <laughs> Wait, this was Oh, the Jackson's band was hanging out with yeah. three doors. Yeah, Kathy. This was Jackson's dog? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, did you guys see recently that they lost their cat and it was in the wall of their, or in the floor of their house? No. Shut up. Yeah. Jackson they, did? Jackson yeah. had to, like, rip up hardwood flooring to get their cat out. Oh, huh. my God. Um, yeah, it's, it's like when we lost hamsters in my house. They got in the walls. Yeah. So I lost my grandmother that way. She was in the drywall of the house. Yeah, the drywall? Yeah. Gum, gum? Gum, gum. Damn it. She must have snuck in. I can't find her. She's... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, uh, and uh, thank you to Justin Guarini. Hey! hey! Little sweet. Uh, and That's so freaking funny. Just checking in with him. Uh, and he's such a great guy. It was nice to spend some time talking to him. Uh, Pierre Robert is indeed here. I heard you had a really interesting weekend. Well, yeah. Sign um, delivering and whatnot. Uh, yeah, I uh, spent a good deal of yesterday out sign delivering. Good day uh, to do it. It was beautiful. Yeah. Like there was the previous Sunday. I've gone out two Sundays. Uh, and uh, I actually didn't have enough signs to finish um, <clears throat> because I thought I thought you might have overgiven me signs. And so occasionally I'd see people, well, I, <laughs> I work in a hospital. Oh, here, have a sign. Because <laughs> people were coming out of their ah. houses. And then I got to my last two. And um, I realized I was out of signs. And then uh, the Waze, my phone died with the Waze on it. So I couldn't find those people even if I 
um, could. But um, it was amazing. It um, is cool, isn't it? it it's uh, it's really inspiring. Marissa said you were also getting audio from people while you were out and about, too, that you ran into. Yeah, I actually, mm. um, uh, well, uh, Bill Kane, who used to f- do a lot of photographs for us back in the day and works for the Inquirer and a bunch of other newspapers, is a great photographer. Uh, he said, I want to come along and uh, photograph a few of these. And uh, then it, he, I was, you know, doing it as I had done the previous weekend because, um, some folks dropped them off, um, but Casey said uh, they, when you've delivered them, you've knocked on the door, right? I do, just to see if um, they're there, and, uh, well, and I'm glad I did because the one house I went to, they, they, I had the wrong address. Oh, that's uh, good. Yeah, so the, the address was off by one number, so then I was like, oh, I better make sure that I'm getting the right houses here, right. you know? Um, but most of the time, I always do, did much much stealthier. But it's it's kind of cool that you did that because yeah. my thing was just sort of to sneak up, put it there, and like a little like a little gift that they yeah. would discover. But it's, it's also cool. I would yeah, say ninety five percent of the people weren't home. Okay, yeah, because they're working. They're they're doing what right. they're doing. Yeah, I think it's kind of cool to do it that way. Like a Santa Claus left yeah. you a little a present, but um, I became psychedelic Santa Claus, so I wore my uh, tie dye lab coat, like I said last <laughs> weekend, tie dye shoes that. Pancake gave me. I have tie dye Chuck Taylors, but then I have this wild hat that I discovered, and I so I wore that and these these um, uh, steampunk goggles. You look I like your children. Yes, you look like you came out of some bizarre future alternate dimension. Yes, so it is Mad Max meets the Grateful <laughs> Dead or something. It's sobering, yeah. Uh, but uh, it was it was so inspiring because uh, based on what you had said, Casey, last week I knocked on doors and most people were home because it was Sunday. Yeah. Uh, so they were coming out. Hey, somebody, a uh, very obvious question here. You know, you not have a charger in your car? Uh, well, I was using the um, the Tahoe, uh, the Tahoe, because oh. it's it, it's just easier to lug all the signs around in the gotcha. Tahoe. Okay, and Ooh. it's older. It's an older model. It doesn't have one of those charger things. But right. even if it had, I didn't have a wire, <laughs> um, and so um, uh, I didn't think about it. And then I was doing little audio interviews with a few of the folks. Were they yelling? So I mean, how, well, you... I mean, people were. You know, this yeah. I, I pulled up, and this one lady came out of her house, and she's the one that had written for a lady two houses down, and she. Um, she started, um, you know, getting all excited, and uh, the, we're looking at one in the studio of of that very visit. In fact, so it was a lady two late two houses down. I think her name was Mary, and she wrote in for this nurse who's an ICU nurse, uh, you know, working heavily in in COVID um, um, uh, zones or whatever in her hospital. And but they were having a little backyard party, and they had the kids, and and the lady came out of her house, and she started crying, and then the the nurse came out, and she started crying, and the little oh. kids. It was really, I mean, and I said, Preston and Steve, you know, want to give you the world. We can't give you the world, but we can give you a lawn sign. <laughs> and uh, so um, it, it was very, very moving to me. Uh, That's cool. It was. A, and I mean, people, these people are working in some heavy things. One lady came out, came out of her house. She just got out of quarantine because she thought she'd been exposed. Turns out she wasn't. Another works in a big hospital in Jersey who and they're packed. And she said, uh, you know, you know, I asked each person how they're doing. Do you have enough equipment? Yeah, Do you yeah. have enough all that? Some of them did. Some of them didn't. You know, a lot of these uh, people had to use their um, equipment over and over again. The lady in Jersey said, we have a M95 mask. Is that what they call it? N- mm-hmm. N95. Yeah. And she said, we just have to keep it all day long. 
which is not normal procedure. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of people that have been, you know, considered essential and, and some working in more difficult conditions than others, but the, the people that are that are right there seeing all the patients that and, and they're seeing, you know, a lot of people die too, is taking a big psychological toll on them as well. Yeah. Um, so there's, uh, you know, there's free counseling and things that are available for people. We've, we've mentioned that before. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, any bit that anybody can do to uh, to say thank you, I think, goes a long way. But and, it's just uh, such a lovely thing of you guys to have thought of it. Um, well, and you were out hoofing it around well, and, and, and pass them out. It's every bit you as well. I can do. It's, yeah, it's the whole. Uh, you know, that's it means a lot, and also to see. Um, to see what a robot from the future will look like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you, you know, but when these people are, you know, just out there doing it, you know, yeah. all we're doing is, you know, delivering a lawn sign and saying hi. But, I mean, this lady in the Jersey hospital said the average age we're packed is 41. So the, contrary to the belief that it's just older folks, right. there's a lot of, you know, people of all ages that are getting this. And, you know, it wasn't just healthcare workers it was, it was delivery folks and post office people and and each person had a had a different reaction uh, before they called the police and then they um, <laughs> saying there's a freak on our lawn uh, not a freak not a freak on a leash by right. the corn song but a freak on a lawn that's me that's him yeah. Pierre fr- but freak on the lawn uh, the thank you guys for doing it uh, we're out of signs is that right yeah. yeah okay. I have a few more that I still have uh, going to deliver. Okay. So I've been kind of parsing it out in smaller clusters. Okay. But, uh, yeah, and I, I think that's it for now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then you, you can also print them. Right. Yeah. You can go online. How do you do that? PrestonSteve.com. Okay. So if you go to the gallery, right, where you can see all the pictures of where the, the signs have been planted in people's yards, there's also a, um, a file there that you can download. You can either print it up yourself or it's a vector format. So if you know somebody who has a, a sign printing company or something like that and you want to get it, like, professionally printed yourself, you can use that artwork. Uh, it is in the... Um, the format that that most printers use. Okay, cool. and there's a gallery of uh, your experience over the weekend, from what I understand, of all the pictures and stuff like that. that oh, really? Can check out. Yeah, okay. Marissa's got it all oh, wow. set up. So well, thank you, Marissa. Of course, she did that. Um, yeah, it was fun. All right. Well, excellent. So we have a word of the week prize ready to get. I am first of five. Here we go. Kristen and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. Z, as in Zappa Zappa Cool. Wow, we're starting with a Z. Why not? Interesting. Yeah. All right. And it is a physique round barbecue and fire pit kit from uh, Landis Block that we're giving away. And you can see what Zappa, it looks like. Zappa Zappa Cool, man. You can see what it looks like on the contest page of WMMR.com. Landis Block, start imagining your own backyard paradise wow. by looking at the photo gallery online at LandisBC.com. So we'll give that away on Friday. We're just getting started. Uh, what's up on the show today, my man? Well, we got last day for 500 bucks uh, for me at noon and 2, for Jackson at 4 and 6, uh, for uh, Bam Bam at 8 p.m. this evening. And then I've got workforce blocks of Weezer and ACDC, uh, Bob Marley. And, uh, of course, we have to do a big tribute to Little Richard, which we will get that into musically. So uh, all of that is ahead. Cool. Thank you, Pierre. And I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Acme Markets Fresh Foods, local flavors. Also by the PLCB. Talk with your kids about alcohol early and often. Go to knowwhenhow.knowwhenknowhow.com. I hate the way this is written. <laughs> go to knowwhenknowhow.org. Yeah. There you go. 
And also brought to you by A.D. <laughs> Moyer Lumber. All A.D. Moyer showrooms are open, serving your building, material, and hardware. Go to ADMoyer.com. Uh, tomorrow on the program, Thomas Lennon of Reno 911. Yes. Getting in touch with us. And we're also going to have comedian Mark Norman on the show. And uh, another coolest teacher. We started that up. Coatesville area, senior high school, our first school in 2020 that we are they get to nominate a teacher. Now... You just text the word teacher to 39333, and we send you a voting link. And there you go. That so easy. If you go to Coatesville Senior Coatesville Area Senior High School, also known as Cash, text the word teacher to 39333. That's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Yeah, no folk, it's Monday, you Next message. All right, so here we go. Little shout out to Preston, Steve, Kathy, Casey, Nick, and of course, Mercy. Can't forget. I love you guys, man. I don't know how the hell you do it when you're all there, let alone when half of you guys are at home. How you keep the show together. I've seen it done because I've been there. Love you guys, man. Keep rocking on. We're rocking. We're rolling. Next message. And now a message from the diary of my morning drive. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. Hey, I'm Robbie Landis. Join me and my co-host Jake Lyon on the Owl's Nest as we take you through all the latest in the Overwatch League. Download from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.